Hello everybody and welcome to episode 611 of Conversation Street. I am Michael. I'm Gemma. And we've also got Abby here. She's sitting on her lap, purring very, very loudly so you might be able to hear her as well. How are you all doing? Are you alright Gemma? Yep. You alright? We're cold. Everyone else cold? We're cold. It's freezing this week. But we didn't get any snow like they got up in Manchester, so uh, I don't know, we might get some, some wintry, snowy Coronation Street scenes coming Easter, do you think? <laughs> yeah, probably. Maybe. Hit flipping, freezing in this house. So, ugh, just want to get wrapped up in bed, so I'm going to get this podcast done. I ain't got a lot to say about this week's Coronation Street, because it was fairly dull. I don't know, hopefully we'll still get a good podcast out of it. You, you in the mood for a good podcast, Gemma? I'm in do you reckon, the mood for a quiz. Do you reckon we can squeeze some out of it? We haven't even said which episodes we're talking about yet. We're going to be doing the 15th to the 19th of January 2024. That is the 11,164th episode to the 11,169th. Now you may do your quiz. Things that happen between the 15th and the 19th of January, years ending in a four and a nine, and I source this from... Carpedia, coronationstreet.fandom.com. 15th of January, 1969. Who does Jasmine Chung, and I'm not sure huh? if I'm saying that right, turn down after struggling to get on with his mother? Uh, Dennis Tanner? No. That's a close. I mean, there are not many eligible bachelors around <laughs> that, those era. 1969. Um, no, I don't know. I don't know who. It was uh, Billy Walker. Um, yeah, and it was played sense. by the person was played by Lucille Soong, who's been in Desperate Housewives, Freaky Friday, and she was most recently in Fresh Off the Boat. And um, I think you might recognise her. Do you recognise her? She was in Coronation Street all those I, I years ago. I did not recognise her. How should I? She's really I... famous. I I don't recognise her. She's been in loads of things. Oh well. Google oh, her. Yeah. She's great. I, I think don't she's know fantastic. Oh, okay. okay. 16th of January 1984. Death of which character? Father of a character who doesn't live until the end of the 80s. Who doesn't live until the end of the? So the the person that this character is the dad of. Yeah. He doesn't make it to the end of the 80s either. So this person dies in 1984, and their son. Bert Tilsley. Yeah. Hey, that was good. Good guess. Nice Give clue there. Nice clues. cryptic one. 16th of January nine, 2019. Sally is re- released from prison following the confession of Duncan Radfield. Yeah. Which prison was she released from? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember the names of the prisons apart from Highfield, and that's the men's prison, I think. So I don't know. You don't remember the ladies' prison? I don't remember the ladies' prison. Norcross. Norcross, yes, that is correct. 17th of January 2014, which character prepares for death by visiting some of their neighbours after getting (sighs) a new hairdo? Oh, Hayley. Did she get a new hairdo? What happened with her? She got a new hairdo. Oh, gosh, that was a great episode. Do you remember? I do. Do you remember? She's going like, you're around. cool, you're cool, you're cool, you suck, you're cool. Yeah, she went around to Tracy and she's did like, that. Your Tracy. old kidney would, uh, what she say? Your old kidney would... Uh, I don't know, but she was, she's horrible to Reject Tracy, you if it could. And she was and nice then, to Carl. Yeah, she goes to say, oh, that was a brilliant little scene that was. she said, thank you for all the extra was. years you gave me after Tony oh, Gordon tried to kill me. We're coming up to ten years since Hayley. Well, maybe there's oh an anniversary gosh. next week. 18th of January 2019. Amy discovers what shocking news... Pregnant? Yeah. What was that five years ago? Crikey, okay. 19th. Well, that's, that story didn't go anywhere, did it? Well, it doesn't go anywhere when it doesn't you last long. It felt like a it termination. Was, but it just felt like that was going to be the big story of, or a big story in 2019. Imagine how different her life would be now. 
Yeah. Very different. 19th of January 2009, which character is sentenced to two years imprisonment? Oh, I don't know about that. Watched in the public gallery by Fizz. Oh, John Stape. Give you too many clues today. Can I have a whole point for that? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. That's the end. So oh, that's all right then. Four out of six. That's all right. Maybe I didn't earn all of those four, but I'll take it. Who's got a birthday? Birthdays. Neville Boswell. He played Ray Langton on the 20th of January, 21st of January. We've got quite a few. We've got John Savadon, who played Fred Elliott. We've got Tony Hurst, who played Paul Kershaw. We've got Ryan Prescott, who's Ryan Connor, the third. And Liam McChain, who is Dylan Wilson, the third. That is, that is a good day for Cobra. Pretty good, well, actually. That's 21st, yeah. yeah. 21st. 24th of January, Bruce Jones, who played Les Battersby. And Hayley Tamadon, who played Andrea Beckett. And then the 25th of January, Richard Davies, who played Idris Hopkins. Solid week for birthdays. Happy birthday, everybody. January. Yeah. Right. Um, pff, this week has just been, yeah, not so good on Coronation Street. And it's been very cold here. As, have we mentioned You've that? You've said that many times. This now. is what you do. This is like, you know, this is the British thing, isn't it? <laughs> Everyone just at work was saying, oh, I'm so cold all the time. That's what you do. Sorry, listeners, no one, not No interested. one listens to me when I say I'm cold because nobody's here apart from Australian me. listeners, I'm jealous of you right now. Right, let's do street talk. Right, okay, I've been told we're not allowed to ramble, so let's let's make this a super fast oh, one. Oh, right. But, um, it was just the one that great, was it? Come on. I, 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 I had to, I forgot to say to you earlier, I had to cut out a little bit of tonight's Street Talk Shorts on YouTube because I thought I'd given it three bobbins in a row, but actually somehow Wednesdays managed to scrape a bog standard. So uh, I edited that out, a little background behind the scenes information for everyone here. But no, there was very, very little here that... Um, have my interest at all it was not the selection of stories that I wanted to listen to and and, and I, I, I'm I not saying it was completely awful because I'm sure that I know that there were some people there that really liked it I've seen people saying oh I feel so sorry for Gemma Gemma's vindicated oh Liam I feel bad for him oh Laura but no it just it just didn't didn't work for me in the slightest this week I hope we're going to return around well I'll tell you we had, we had six stories and I got some very boring storyline titles for them as well the, the Joseph storyline I was kind of torn um, I've got brown, brown ale, it's called at the moment, because he's ailing, but yeah. And it's a the, drink. Yeah, right there. But I, I could have called it brown limes as well, because that's what happens to, to your limes when you've not been, when you don't squeeze them. They go brown. But I'll go for brown ales. Hey, keep away from my son. This story's got, you know, every, every week we can get a different one. And uh, <laughs> Adam Moyer, he's not, not too happy with Damon, is he? He's going to see him getting flattened. Lauren Relations. Sounds like foreign relations. <laughs> <laughs> Splat the rat. It's on Pauline's storyline. I'm not um, saying, you know, it's not supporting Mason in any way, but I'm also not feeling that bad for, for Liam because I'm heartless. Cass and the lass, oh my gosh, Twinina. Sorry, Gemma, can you just take over because it feels like I'm doing all the talking today and, and I'm sure that you will be excellent at hurrying this all along. So um, would you like to do the brown ale story where we get where we get taught lessons about more medical conditions? <laughs> it was a bit, wasn't it? Um, can yes. I say double vindication here? Because I also said that there was definitely something wrong. You did. I and think you might have been the first one out of the two of us to notice. Hang on a minute. There was more than that lavender more. drink. Yeah, yeah. I've been saying it for ages. Because I, I thought ages ago, oh, they're doing some kind of factitious disorder. Mm. Munchausen's by proxy. And I thought, mm, they're not doing that again because they only just did it with Emma. And um, 
her boyfriend. I wondered whether... So it's got to be of something real. Yeah. That's really wrong with him. What could it be? I didn't guess Lyme disease. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> so many... <laughs> Lyme disease. That really did feel a little bit like they you know, got the medical encyclopedia and said, right, we're going to open it up at a random page and it's... No cancer, we've done that before. Okay, Damn close it, it up. So open it up cancers. at a random page. Why is this a cancer Oh, MND, again? now we've got somebody there. Close it up. Open it up at a random He's page. Got a cold. Oh, it's cancer again. <laughs> oh, yeah, cold. That's not. Lyme disease. Yeah. Well, at least we don't live in America where you can get uh, disease from the Lone Star Tick, where you become allergic to red meat and all kind of animal products. Products. Oh yeah, just imagine that. I mean, they, they should be grateful. He wouldn't. He'd never be able to eat one of his father's delicious cheeseburgers. Like a chessburgers, or sorry, a lovely or kebabs. Kebab. Um, yeah. Lyme did, disease. Lyme. Oh but gosh. The thing is, did we learn? Did we learn? Mu- I don't know. Did I learn anything about uh, Lyme disease? I already knew all this. I. I it's terrifying to think about. I, I didn't. I was confusing it with Wiles disease, which is the one that you get if you fall into ponds with dirty water. In. Oh, I've never heard I, of that one. Lyme disease is the one that if you, if you, you get, get a tick, tick, a yeah. tick attached to you. This is why you got me. This is why I freaked out when I had a tick on me. Do you remember? Yeah. There's um there's a there's a doe that lives up at the allotments, and I think she's got fleas because every so often they'll somebody will say, "I found a flea on uh, the you know if you go in the the long grass in your allotment." You I, I, I had a shower the other like a, a couple of years ago and I like I was I was rubbing and then suddenly I realised that there was I thought it was a bit of towel oh yes you said and I was like you? oh what's that and I brushed it and it was a bloody tick attached to me and I had to get the tweezers and pinch it off myself I wish I'd and then seen. I thought oh god I've got Lyme disease. But you didn't, as far as you... you Maybe it, I do. Maybe that's what's wrong with me. I, I would say, I didn't know much about Lyme disease. and <laughs> I, it, make I know... you, it makes you faint like a Jane Austen heroine onto yeah. a sofa every now and then. <laughs> yeah, they thought, oh, oh, he did such a good it's job that last time disease. he faint. He, it was more of a swoon, wasn't it, it was than swoon. just a, a, oh, when I'm fully collapsed. But no, I say I didn't know much about Lyme disease before, and I'm going to say I don't know much about it now because I did kind of zone out when, when we were being taught about it. That was a really long bit of a PSA. If it wasn't Dr. Gaddis, honestly, I'd have been unconscious. I wonder whether they're doing, like, moonlighting here with the Coronation Street characters, getting them to do PSAs, and then they're, like, selling them to, to foreign countries that don't have Coronation Street, <laughs> and, like, maybe sub- maybe they sell them to China with subtitles on, and then all the Chinese people are like, yes, Lyme disease, I didn't know. And how do we watch this amazing programme? Ha- no, just, just as medical advice. It, it really did come too it's like soon. A, it's like um, a a safety at work video. It, it it was and and what two episodes after the carbon monoxide, which yeah, is really the was. same it's thing the of a doctor. Silent killer, Lyme disease. What? That's the silent killer. No, doctor. Lyme disease is the, is the is the invisible killer. <laughs> it's it. It was the same thing. It was a doctor in a corridor telling a pay. Except this one just went on and on and on. And it felt I, it, honestly, it, it felt like a joke to me. Okay. I, the more that that speech went on, <laughs> the more I felt like I, I've never felt more preached to than I did in this Lyme disease. I, and yet I've, I've internalised none of it. Was it do make your head drop off or something? I don't know. What do you get? I don't know. But I was, what, I was watching school? it going. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you tell them. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so I've I'd have done a little bit of Doctor Googling myself about it. Doctor Googling. Not, wait, okay, Doctor Foglin. No, I just. No, I've, what do you mean? No, Doctor? I've been I've been Google. Well, that's what you're doing. You, I don't think I've got it. I've just been googling. You think you've got Lyme disease? No, no, I don't. 
I just want. I'm sorry. Right. I thought there was. I thought if you do, if you Google any medical thing, it's a Doctor Google. Maybe I'm. Wait, I've maybe never I'm heard just that going term nuts. before. No, you trust Doctor Google, don't you? It's like rather than going to your GP. Yeah, but you don't surgery. say I'm Doctor Googling it. Well, I do. Anyway, so I saw on. that it gives you a massive rash, which is really oh, yeah, surprising. Oh yeah, that's what they said that, on his. Uh... Yeah, He's surprising that he didn't rash. notice that. A bullseye rash. Yeah, that's it, exactly. On his head, though. Hmm? It's, it was on his head, so they didn't see it. Oh, okay. Um, and, yeah, so it, it's... Um it just gets you a bit weary and tired. But I did also read, and I hope that the script writers didn't read this bit as well on the Wikipedia page, that it can lead to long-term, like, yeah, chronic weariness and wooziness and tiredness it's like, I, I can't be doing with Joseph swooning like who's got to get when's he gonna swoon next he's gonna he's been oh, do you think that summer had Lyme disease they've all got it there's an infestation I think I just got I think I've got onto something I now think I think the um the upholstery at the Rovers is full of ticks <laughs> is that why they had to change it recently can I I I think that Lyme disease was a bit of the uh, in in vogue in in Hollywood about five years ago, because I remember reading so-and-so celebrity has got Lyme disease, so-and-so celebrity's got Lyme disease. And so I think that I, I, that's why I knew about it. It's just, I, I, I don't, it's, it's, it's obvious. Who wants another story about a character contracting some kind of disease? Is anyone really, really asking for that? I enjoyed the story though, because I, I like, it wasn't just about him having Lyme disease. It was just an explanation as to why he was ill, and and the the real thing was Gemma and Chesney's the tension between it, those. It two. was, I know, I get that it was, um, but that 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 also didn't interest me. Although it did make me giggle that Joseph is like, I don't want to live with my dad anymore. I wonder whether this is the long. I, who who would want to live with Chesney? Did he get Lyme disease on purpose just so that he didn't have to live with his bore of a father? Or- hear me out is Chesney the tick <laughs> is he leeching the life out of all of his relatives one by one is the tick that old cartoon I'm sure there was an old cartoon called a, the tick this big desperate danker kind it, of man there's a new Amazon show called the tick isn't there or there's I don't know that's what I'm going to call my the, the, my life story when it's just me marking sitting at desks the tick <laughs> um, okay so um, that's what Sadly I thought about that makes me tired <laughs> Do you want to? Um, do you want to? Do you want to actually hear what happened? Actually, hear what happened in painstaking detail because we're about to tell you. So Linda's arrived, didn't she, from Portugal? Yes. To look after the family. And and do you know what she them. said when she got here? Bloody cold. <laughs> Why did I come here in January? She always. This is when she came here two years ago. It was January as well. What's up? It's nothing to do in Portugal in January, obviously. Clearly not. Gemma's worried that Joseph's going to tell Linda about the social services and the and the fact that she can't live there. And Chesney says, look, I've, I've told him not to say anything. And then Joseph's like, oh, I'm, I'm really hot. And, and then, like, hang on a minute, everyone else is cold. Chesney says to Joseph, no, Gemma tells Chesney that Joseph's got a temperature and Chesney doesn't, doesn't believe them. Um, Gemma goes to see Paul and tells him about Joseph and the fact that Chesney thinks he's faking it. And Paul says... Don't don't risk messing everything up because social services can get involved again. It was it was really was has turned into a boy who cried wolf situation, hasn't it? Yeah. Gavis goes to see Gemma and Paul in the cafe, and she's asking him about his pain because remember he went to ask her for morphine because he wanted to off himself, and he says, "No, I'm fine now." Yeah, Gavis is really out and about this week, isn't she? She's proper in the wild. Watch out, Gavis about. She goes to the cafe. She goes to the Rovers. She goes to the hospital. Gadding about. Gadding about, yeah, that's what this was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, oh, 
and I know you listen to this, we had sac- sacrilege on our on our YouTube comments this week. Somebody saying that Dr. Gaddis's hair isn't all out. <laughs> Excuse isn't all me. out? Isn't all that, sorry. <laughs> isn't all cute. Isn't all that cute. <laughs> is that what she said? How dare oh, you? Said, Dr. Gaddis's hair Dr. Gaddis is... Dr. the cutest hair. I don't think we use the, that phrase the same way in England. It's we amazing. Don't say cute. I remember when I went to Paris once, my two Americans told my nan she was cute and she thought it was the best thing she'd ever heard of in her life. <laughs> okay, so... Um, Gaddis is asking about Joseph and how's he doing? And he's like, I don't feel very well. Left alone in the cafe, Gemma goes to talk to Dr. Gaddis about, about Joseph and she doesn't really believe there's anything wrong with him and tells Gemma that Chesney is going to call the surgery if he thinks Joseph's unwell and don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, she's basically but saying, Chesney trust in. Chesney to know what's right with All Joseph. All dads are very very up on their children's health and would be the first ones to know if something was wrong. And Chesney <laughs> comes here to, in to hear the end of this. And so when they're back at home, he has a go at Gemma for putting Dr. Gallus in a difficult situation. And he also says, you can't say anything because if the social services here, you're harping on about this again, they're going to get really mad about it and it could affect the case. Later on, Linda, t- Linda turns up. Hooray. I don't know why everyone hates Linda. I, th- I think I really quite like her. I think she's great. I wish I was rich. Uh, Gemma's not impressed. She's she, yeah, she you, she's who you want to be, doesn't she? You want to she be the sort of person up. that buys oversized fridges. I want no. I want Linda to come here, and she can wave her magic fairy wand on several things that need sorting out. I I don't I don't mind Linda. I go back and forth every appearance. I I wasn't keen on her at all in her first appearance, whenever that was, seven eight years ago or, or whatever. When she was in it a couple of years ago, I kind of liked the dynamic there, like the. The you know the the rich um, grandma swoop, swooping in to save the day. Um, I, I I don't love her. Yeah. Um, and I don't think the show would be any worse were she not in it. Right. Um, I don't go hooray! I've just been wanting to see her again. But equally, you know, <laughs> there there are characters I'd like to see back less than her. That's that's the that's the the kind of compliment you're gonna get. I think that Linda Linda gave Chesney a little bit of. Um, credibility here because I don't listen to a word Chesney says <laughs> so he needed somebody in this corner I I just thought that she was I don't know I, I would hope that she would be um a little bit more believe it she just automatically takes against Gemma doesn't she and it felt like right. it she wasn't doing it for character reasons it no, felt like no, it no, was no. a no because she's basically she's like the the mother-in-law isn't she on Chesney's side mm. So she she doesn't like Gemma because she's a bit of rough and putting it, the kids in danger and and all that kind of thing. But I would have thought that she would have cared for Joseph enough to give him, you know, his his ailments some credence. No, because she thought that Gemma was involved. Look, we'll get to it, shall okay, we? Okay. I also thought it's quite funny that Linda kept accidentally almost going Scottish when I don't think she meant to. <laughs> <laughs> so. Paul nearly drops Gemma in it because they're not they're not telling Linda that Gemma's not allowed to live there. Um but he he mentions that she's staying with them and Linda's like, why is that? And he says, Oh, it's to look after me because I'm dying and stuff. Linda doesn't believe him, so she confronts Chesney and then Chesney spills everything, including the fact that Gemma has poisoned Joseph with this lavender oil. Now, it makes perfect sense that she thinks that Gemma has given her this this lavender oil, uh, given Joseph this mm. lavender oil, and then is trying to backtrack on making a stupid mistake by saying, oh, no, he's ill for ages. 
she's only hearing what Chesney said. Chesney doesn't believe Gemma. So, of course, he's not going to give a very unbiased opinion about what's happened. I, Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 he, She's getting a second hand of Chesney, who's an unreliable narrator who doesn't think there's anything wrong with Joseph. So, of course, she's going to be suspicious of Gemma. I, I think that Chesney's getting a bit too much flack, and I know that's very um, out of character for me to say it, but I think it's understandable... So, so, uh, if, if, to, to say, oh, come on, there's, no, there's nothing wrong with you, it's fine, the, the hospital have said... I, I almost kind of think that if I'd been in that situation and, and medical professionals had told me that there was nothing wrong, I'd almost be inclined no! to, to agree as well. Been, if my know, kid's been saying, I'm sick, I'm ill, I'm sick, I'm ill, and then gone to hospital and they went, oh, we've, we've, we've sorted it out, it's, it's to do with something that happened yesterday, I'd say, no, it isn't. It can't be anything to do with yesterday. And no, I know, but I think Chesney's just thinking that he's exaggerating or just... Well, it's because he's a dickhead. <laughs> I think Chesney is one of the worst male characters as far as being a dad and a, and a partner on Coronation Street. And that's saying a lot because they're almost universally terrible. I wonder whether it's also a case of maybe he's got the blinkers on and he just doesn't want to hear it because life in the Winter Brown household is just so hectic and draining and tiring. He's saying, I, this can't be anything. I haven't got the mental capacity for this to be anything. So he might just be in... Putting in, his head in the sand. Yeah. What great attitude. I, I, know, I know you shouldn't really do that if you've got a kid, but I, I do have, honestly, I do have a, the, the slightest bit of sympathy for him, which is weird coming from me talking about Chesney. I think it's probably because <laughs> I'm being so horrible to him, but I really Maybe, I think he's one of yeah. the worst. One of the worst people in the world. And, you know, I mean, Hitler's dead now, so it can't be him. Now it's Chesney. <laughs> uh, Linda can't believe about all, the, all this stuff to do with the lavender stuff. And, and so she says to... She's like, look, you should split up with her, him. If you if you ever want sole custody, let me know. I will support you. And he's like, no, I don't want to break up with her. I just want to make her life miserable by forcing her to be more away from raise my children. <laughs> Gemma's my wife. She has to wash my pants. What did you think about Linda doing this? That that she was like well out of order. Because <laughs> imagine the the mum coming in and said, here, why don't you split up with you? She doesn't even know her. She's like, I she don't know. She spent like She's... less than a month in the country in the past <laughs> Linda, five years. Linda's like, like, I don't know how long I've got in this show, so I need to accelerate this plot really quickly. Do you want a divorce? To divorce her. That was bang out of order. You do up. not do that. No, I know. it does. No, you don't. But this is set up for what happens on Friday, isn't it? Yeah. On Wednesday, Linda's like, you know what we said the other day? Here's a solicitor's card, just in case you change your mind about sticking with her. And Chesney's like, no, and he rips it all up. Meanwhile, Joseph says he's sick again. And Chesney can't make tea because the milk's gone off, because the fridge is on the blink, and the freezer's defrosted, and it's all just gone wrong at once. They're ready to go out later, and Gemma's there, and she hears that Joseph is still sick. So she says, I'll take you to the chemist on the way. And Linda looks worried because she suspects that um, she's going to do something again. Yeah, well, does she, does she think that Gemma's just going to, like, over-exaggerate his symptoms, maybe try and get something a bit... Maybe give him something that she shouldn't he shouldn't take. Yeah. She doesn't know what's going on. She only knows what, Gem- what Chesney's told her. Mm. Does Linda, does, does she want the family to split up? Does she Has she thought about the fact that if Chesney and Gemma split up, then there's... You know, not a, there's a fairly high chance that Chesney's not going to be able to have the quads anymore. She's just a wrecking ball to that family. Yeah, well, at the same time, if if you're worried about about somebody, it 
it's better to be apart from them than it is to have them in your life causing chaos. But it's also, again, if if Gemma, the very likely scenario that if they were to split up, Gemma would get the quads, that means that Linda is inflicting Gemma's... Um, you know, hypersensitivity yeah, to all things medical to the quads. She only cares about Joseph. She does care about the quads. Yeah, they're her she... grandchildren, aren't they? No. Oh, no, they're not, are they? <laughs> Almost. Just to remind everybody. <laughs> Just to remind everybody. I'm going to backtrack on that one. Maybe Chesney I'll edit that out later. is not Linda's oh, son. Oh, gosh. Linda is okay. the mother of Katie, <laughs> who is Joseph's mum, who yes. died in a car crash. And Izzy, apparently. And Izzy, who makes a, a great <laughs> Izzy, few it's comments. understandable that I don't remember that. Yeah, Silla like, is Chesney's mum. Um, Izzy was so funny because she kept saying... <laughs> Oh, how come Linda's never talk never talks to me? Which I don't know whether that was written in after somebody read the script for Monday and went, "Hang on, why is Izzy?" <laughs> it feels like the only reason that Izzy appeared in Wednesday's episode is just so to that she to placate people that were going, "Why doesn't why isn't she?" But it doesn't doesn't do the job. What a snub. Honestly, and even after today, when Linda's like, "Oh, if you're going to kick me out of number 5, I guess I'll go and stay at a hotel." Your daughter Lives just across town. Well, it's not just that. That's also her other grandchild because Izzy has a, a son. Yeah, yeah, Jake. Although he, I, mean, I, I, I can't remember whether he. Yeah, he does live with her and not um, Gary, doesn't he? Well, I, I don't know, but he's still he's still just as much Linda's grandson as it is as as Joseph is. So why does she not care about him? It's quite funny. It, it was. <laughs> and, and, and the fact that they had, what, two, three scenes on Wednesday, Gemma talking about her mum, but they still didn't get a scene together. Who is he talking is about? He, is he and her mum? Yeah, maybe they Why maybe, couldn't they have made maybe, that work? Maybe the actresses have beef. <laughs> maybe no, they, do. they do. Oh, that's a joke. <laughs> I saw somebody online saying, oh, you know, maybe Izzy doesn't come round number five because of the not wheelchair accessible for all the, all the toys around the... Paul was there on Wednesday, wasn't Paul he? Paul doesn't seem to mind. <laughs> it's... Uh, it's it's really kind of a bit of a yeah a it's snub funny, to Izzy, but it doesn't matter. Chesney <laughs> comes home and finds Linda has bought the family a giant fridge freezer, and this is an American style fridge freezer. I don't know what you call it in America. Well, I was wondering that the other day. <laughs> Normal fridge freezers? Do they call British freezers? Because in this country, where we get what we don't. I mean, it's quite normal to have one of these slimline ones, which is. I don't know how wide would you say it was. What, it's like, a normal fri- it's like the normal size, freezer, like the width of like a laptop and a half, maybe. Yeah, like three. Four, and it's four, got five. you know it goes up to about the know. height of of a person, and it's got a fridge and a freezer section. But these American fridge freezers, like the one in that Linda's bought, they've got double the width, don't they? And they've got a fridge freezer. Uh, they section. are quite good. When There's we moved into our, when we moved into our house two years ago, the old the old family left us their American style fridge yeah, freezer. I, I don't nice. think we could go back. Although oh, we really? we haven't figured out how to change the filter no, on the ice I machine. Know. Have <laughs> it says we you spe- how, how often you're supposed to change? We won't it? talk about it. <laughs> we just have dirty ice cubes, Michael. So. For God's sake. <laughs> Sorry. You sort it out then. No. Everything's my fault. No, it's not your fault. We've both tried. I just thought, I thought it was ridiculous of Linda that she bought this fridge freezer and say, oh, sorry, I didn't okay, measure right. up. Yeah, hang on. Before we even say that, so I just described what a, sort of an average family oh, fridge yeah. freezer is. 
But they don't even have that. They've got an under-the-counter one, which mm. is oh, right, yeah. about a quarter of the size of the one that she's replaced it with, with a freezer compartment in the top, which is the sort of thing you can only put ice cubes and fish fingers in. Mm. And so she's just gone, I, I don't know whether you had enough space. Like, are you joking me? That thing is about the size of a quarter of their entire kitchen. I know. Did they They put it, they ended up just shoving it into the corner of the lounge, didn't they? Near the... Well, I've seen quite a few houses that are just, you know, the fridge freezer won't even fit in. Because it are... It kind of fits the higgledy-piggledy yeah. nature of number five, doesn't it? Yeah, of course we have Paris our fridge in the lounge. in this country are not made for American-style fridge freezers. No. Although I suppose also in the Dobbs house, they've got their fridge uh, right next to Evelyn's yeah, chair, Yeah, but that's part, still in the that's, part, that's part of the kitchen. So yeah. that is a normal-sized fridge freezer, isn't it? The, yeah. the one in the Hope Stape. Yeah. That's the sort of one my mum and dad... That's the British one we freezer, had. That... Yeah, just like a normal... Yeah. A normal size... Um, but I would also <laughs> I would also say how on earth is that family with five kids, two grown ups, no three, Bernie? How do they live with just that tiny, <laughs> tiny fridge freezer? So it's this a, is the trouble. Blessing, really, I suppose. When people talk about bulk buying and, and stuff, and they trying to say how to save money, they don't think about families like theirs, where they literally have nowhere to store. Yeah, okay, it would be handy to bulk buy a year's worth of lentils and rice and chickpeas and and buy meat and, and do batch cooking and put it in the freezer. But they literally didn't have any of that stuff. You know that the Winter Browns, can that they, they survive on fish fingers, Finders crispy pancakes, Bernard Matthews golden drummers, don't Lots they? Where do, do they store them? Yeah, but don't be snobby about it. No, Lots I'm not. They're great. I love them. Because they don't, they don't have the time or the skills or the space to store anything else. I don't, I'm not poo-pooing know, golden drummers. They're, they're bloody brilliant. That would be what you prefer. But, but all I'm saying is... It didn't make sense, I suppose, that they had a tiny freezer unless yes, they does. just unless they no they don't have the money to buy anything else. Yeah, yeah, that of course that bit makes sense. They wouldn't be able to afford a massive. This this is this is the most <laughs> animated discussion we're going to get throughout this whole yeah, episode. The, the, the socio-economics the... um, situation of the the Dobbs Brown house. Dobbs Brown, I don't know. Oh, Winter so, Brown. No, Winter Brown. Um, yeah. So anyway. I get they're keeping Either. it, and uh, yeah, that's that's all I. Well, they, to say yeah, about she gets. Just Chesney's not impressed about this because he there's nowhere to put it, and so Linda goes off on one because he's been ungrateful. So um, she packs her bags and she says, oh, "I'm clearly not wanted here." But Chesney stops ooh, her. Oh, I've just thought of something. What do you? <laughs> I'm gonna say what was the bad joke I made last week? It was about the Rex thing, wasn't it? Oh god, here's my bad joke of the week. We've just been ragging on. Gemma and Chesney's old freezer, right? Because it's a bit tiddly and rubbish. What do you call it when you insult somebody's freezer? Freezer burn. <laughs> hey, there we go. That got a giggle. That's me done for the night. I'll, uh, I'll just sit back How many tr- cracker jokes do you write a year? Is it one a month? <laughs> 12 in a pack? That could be a cracker joke, isn't it? Because it's kind of wintry. Right in. Anyway, I'll... Okay, you're done. <laughs> yes, I'm done. So she's packed her bag. She's clean up wanted her, but Chesney stops her and says, I know you just want what's best for the children. And then Linda starts saying, are you sure you should be with, with Gemma because she's awful? And speak of the devil, Gemma arrives. She finds this torn up solicitor card on the table. <laughs> torn up solicitor. It's Adam. He's just ripped in half. Harvey's got He's just to... upset. One who specialises <laughs> in custody cases. And Chesney tries to explain... Um, but Gemma's not very happy about this. All with Chesney about telling Linda about this lavender incident. I, I was semi-defending Chesney earlier, but honestly, he had it coming, leaving that card on the table. As soon as he ripped it up and tore it there at the beginning of the episode, I thought, Gemma's going to find that. 
Chesney, you should know better, lad. Well, Chesney gets a phone call from the the school to say that they're not Joseph's not very well. And in case you wondered what happens, don't worry, Kirk helps move the fridge somewhere. Oh yeah, Kirk and Andy uh, Andy Wyman gets his episode there's, count increased there's by been one quite this a week. few scenes over the past few weeks which really felt like they were inserted to shut people up from saying being annoying about like nitty gritty stupid bitty bits like why doesn't Izzy and Linda have a scene together? Don't worry, we're going to have Izzy explain why. Where, how but, did Chesney move the fridge? Don't worry, Kirk came and I, helped I him. found that there was far too many <laughs> scenes this week, and there might have only been two or three, to be fair, but they weren't needed, of people yeah. saying, no, no, don't worry. Billy and Paul are looking after the yeah, quads. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Billy and Paul are looking after Where the quads longer. Well, because to be, you do get people, and yeah. I don't think that I'm. We've ever been one of them. No, that we say, don't think about. We don't think about who's looking after the kids. No. free range. Um, yeah, people will always say, "Who's babysitting so and so?" Now we haven't got Auntie Emily on the street anymore. There's no go-to de facto babysitter, is there? But, so, but uh, just like I said, I said this before many times about Coronation Street. It just proves they cannot win because when they tell us. We're like, oh, no one cares. It's boring. Taking up time. It's being silly. And when they don't tell us, we're like, well, why can't they just written in a line we're to explain? We're just never happy, are we? You, you can't win. You can't. You just, just got to accept try. it. <laughs> Later on, uh, Joseph does a swoon on the sofa. But when he regains consciousness, he can't sit up again. And he's saying, oh, what's happening to me? So they take him into A&E. Chesney and Linda are in the waiting room. He's very worried. Linda still suspects that Gemma's done something to him. And uh, Dr. Gavis comes in. <gasps> oh no. Was it this? Yes, was it, it was. the other one? This, yes. <gasps> Moment of the week Dr. Gaddis coming into the Rovers and and Shona going, badass. And, and Dr. Gaddis going, Shona. That... I didn't like that. Didn't you? I thought it was too meta. It was quite meta, wasn't it? Shona's doing all the meta Shona's stuff got recently. She's a new fringe. Oh, yeah, she has, isn't yeah, she? I Lovely like friends. Very, like obviously, in tribute to uh, Claudia now that the Traitors so, is back yes, on. Yes, maybe, maybe Shona's been watching the Traitors. <laughs> right, okay, so. I thought that was brilliant. Dr. Gladys comes into the pub to ask Gemma how Joseph is because he's in A&E. And no, no, she, Gemma doesn't know exactly. that he's in A&E. And then yeah. she's like, oh my gosh, what happened? Um. No, this this, okay, this still wasn't. Right. This, still this was after okay. Gadas spoke to Joseph in the cafe the other day. She says, "By the way, has he been to the countryside recently?" <laughs> <laughs> she is like super doc, isn't she? She just like she can tell. Has this, has he has he seen? Has he like breathed fresh air recently? Has he been outside of confines of coronation? Has he seen a blade of grass in the past? Has he been six away months? from the cobbles I think I'll tell you what I think that Tim and Steve need to get themselves checked out after the, the fishing trip don't they yeah, they're probably riddled with ticks <laughs> well she's definitely no physician's assistant but she is not no that's the latest scandal that we're all going to have to look out for you know that right no I was just agreeing with they're, you to make myself sound clever what's going on replacing doctors with physician's assistants who get paid more than doctors but aren't as qualified oh no and they're not really doctors, and I'll never tell you that. I, the... I told you, somebody phoned me up the other day, and they were talking to me like they were a doctor. And then I looked them up on there. Weren't they just some kind of administrative assistant? I, look, I'm not being snobby or anything, but doctors are doctors for a reason. They've gone to medical school for a long time. You cannot replace them with somebody who is not actually a doctor. Yes, exactly. This, this is, is the latest scandal. I remember I was... Post a, office scandal's I, over. I, I we sorted up, that. No, don't worry about that. Julie Hedgeman-Hausch, get yourself on the physician's assistant scandal. <laughs> sort that out. Anyway. 
Uh, Gemma's like, yeah, he went camping. That's, that's your first mistake. Don't try to ever save money on a holiday. That's what we did last time we went to Manchester, didn't we? We camped in a in a bug-ridden field. We did. We came out alive. Near, near a ghostly haunted yeah. house. Right, so Gemma gets a call from Chesney, hurries to the hospital, Dr Gaddis is in tow, and Linda... She hasn't got anything better to do. She's, yeah, she's like, she's I'll like, be fine because I'm too expensive. She's clearly clocked off for the day, but she's like, oh, I've got no plans for the All evening. I'll, I'll come along to the hospital with you. I'll, I'll, I'll tell them. Right, so um, Linda's there as well, and she accuses Gemma of giving Joseph something that's made him sick. And then she says, oh, yeah, here we go. Dr Gaddis is here too. She must. She agrees with me, surely. She must be. That's why she's here. And Dr Gaddis says, um, anyway, I've got to go and talk. I've got to go and Wikipedia Lyme disease. <laughs> they both come out, don't they? And they're like, Lyme disease, according to the NHS uh, website, is a, is a terrible disease that is um, given to you by, by ticks. Yeah, just... And they can cause all the symptoms. Symptoms that, include Joseph, boosiness, blah, swooning. Blah, blah. A red, red circular bullseye rash. Everything Joseph's got. We looked you can on his get head it from ticks. You wouldn't have seen it. In order it. to remove ticks, uh, it... go to your local vet. I don't. I don't know how else they could have told it, but it... I don't know how else you can you can do this because, I mean, the the only other alternative is I can think of how I breathlessly ramble to you about something exciting that I've seen on Netflix or or Reddit <laughs> and and bumble my way through explaining it half-heartedly and you don't know what I'm saying at the end of the day and then I have to look it up and this then tell happen. you. Um, yeah, it it felt very, very much like, too much like a lesson. I. <laughs> a lot of people said the same thing. I didn't, It didn't bother me as much, but yeah. It, it was, it it was worse because it came too soon after Ardy's. He's what's fine now, ne- by the was way. That, wasn't that last week? That was Friday. What's next week then? What's going to happen next week? That wasn't wasn't even a whole week. It was Friday to Wednesday. Mm. And then we're getting a new... What's going to be next? It's going to be like, oh, you didn't fill out your benefits form appropriately. Did you know if you can just go to amientitled.com to find out what benefits you're entitled to? <laughs> but remember, if you falsely claim Gemma would benefits, love that. You, might be, uh, you might end up having to pay them back or go to court. Maybe having a custodial sentence, we could be up to six months. I just, I th- you know, I with all this extra that. experimental editing they're doing at the moment, which was here again today, I, it didn't su- didn't surprise me. Next time that they do one of these, they just have a little ticker going across the screen, <laughs> yeah. saying for oh, more advice, you know contact. What? And I, what no. else you saying? It little pictures of the rash appear. I want them to do a ninety style hacker montage of Doctor Gaddis going on google and looking it up like with the you know that the funky music like would you download lyme disease yeah. no you wouldn't do, 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 do. and she go of course it's, so it's lyme disease now. nobody's no? had that on this program before let me just look on Corypedia. no we're free home and clear stop getting sick curry people <laughs> take your vitamins does that prevent you getting i lyme don't think disease? it's got anything to do with it <laughs> Right, so normally, I think normally, you know, people wouldn't get Lyme disease on Coronation Street because they don't go anywhere no. off off the screen. But as soon as you go camping, you could get all kinds of horrible things. Did they talk about him going camping? They probably did. What can you get remember. out of a cow pat? You probably get horrible things off of cow pats and licking them. When did, they, when did they go camping I then? I don't know. I'm just saying they, they, prob- they probably mentioned it when right. we didn't notice. They probably did because... go camping. Mm. Right, so, oh, it's Lyme disease. We're just going to test, but <coughs> now we said it'd be weird if it wasn't Lyme disease because this isn't house. Hmm. 
Linda tries to give Gemma an apology later. She, Gemma's not accepting it. And she she goes off with a flea in her ear, which is not as bad as a tick. <laughs> yeah, very true. What can you what can you get you from fleas? You can get fleas? from oh yeah, um, oh bubonic plague. <laughs> <laughs> That's next week's one, yeah, isn't yeah, it? There's been a resurgence of the Black Death in Weatherfield. <laughs> was for 2020 before the pandemic no, no, came no, along. They were going to have a bird flu, flu weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's mad cow disease. Oh, could be that. They, they, do you know? It wouldn't. It would not surprise me because it's probably about round about now that all this BSA inside of us is turning into no, something we, horrible. I all of us my, 80s burger eaters. The, my 90s 90s childhood was full of me worried about acid rain. Falling, getting eaten by piranhas, falling in quicksand, quicksand of course, which can happen. Hole in the ozone it? layer, or getting mad cow disease. Yeah, it would not surprise me if they do that. They just like to pick the most obscure. I mean, I'm sorry to any Lyme disease sufferers out here. I but... don't think it's obscure as obscure as you think it is. Well, I don't know anyone with it, but I do now, Joseph. What about um, Ebola? That's a good one. <laughs> Um, I'm just looking up rare diseases. Alice in Wonderland syndrome. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> What's that? I think it's something to do where where you think everything's not real and things are smaller and bigger than they actually are. It's a oh, it's called Todd syndrome. Todd syndrome. Yeah, distorted time perception, distorted touch perception. Look, we we can't talk about made up diseases for all the rest. It's of It's not podcast. made up. It's real. <laughs> Yeah, that's what they want you to think. <laughs> right, These so big farmers that are just uh, selling you the anti-Todd syndrome. The farmers, the pharmaceutical companies, not farmers. Yeah, I know, I know. I don't know. No, all right, anyway. Okay, right, so they go, Gemma and Disney <sighs> go in to see Joseph. He's still asleep and uh, <laughs> she doesn't know. Gemma... I'm just imagining a farmer and I go, oh, I think you got the Todd syndrome. I think you got a bit of Alice in Wonderland disease there in my liver. If you don't give me any money, I'm going to give you all Lyme disease in my ticks in my field. <laughs> yeah. Watch out, there's cow parts all over the place here. Cow- don't go licking them, mind. Don't go in that field. They've got mad cow disease in there. <laughs> right, okay. So Gemma is upset with Chesney because she's vindicated now and nobody believed her. Yeah, rather than just crowing like uh, anyone normally would. Yeah, she takes it upon herself this week to just make Chesney feel like an absolute dunce. Good, he should do. On Friday, Gemma and Chesney stayed all night in the hospital because, don't worry, the quad's being looked after by... Thank goodness for that. It's a good job that um, Billy took time off of being a vicar. Yeah. Otherwise he wouldn't have time for all this. (laughs) So the doctor comes in... (gasps) Can I just say... And I know I don't like cute children things very much, but those, those raincoats that the quads They're were wearing adorable. this week, they were, they were like the Teletubbies, weren't they? Yes. Well, I mean, they, they didn't look like Teletubbies, but our... they could definitely be the next Ragdoll Kids production. Is this Coronation Street's answer to the six, like colour-coordinated quads? <laughs> yeah, it's, isn't it? They're the their own. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of them will turn up to be a serial killer? They you were... have to wait for 30 years to find out. They were adorable. Right, so... The, the doctor comes in and says, it's Lyme disease. I would tell you all the symptoms, but I think somebody already did that. <laughs> um, and Joseph has to stay in a bit longer. Chesney's got lemon disease. He just stands there looking like mm. a lemon. <laughs> yeah, he's Cat's like... bum disease. <laughs> mm. Right, so Gemma, Gemma's very arsy because they didn't believe her before. Meanwhile, Bernie's being released today. Right. She's been in for six okay. weeks. Hang on a minute. Seven weeks. Let's just pause really this say. for a minute. Okay, right, stop the podcast. Why? Uh, uh, she was sentenced to three months, and I know that she was told you might only serve half of it, but I really, really failed to see 
and I'm sure somebody could tell me, even you told me earlier what you think, there was very, very you little... Remind me what I said. In, you, you said, oh, to make it more difficult for Gemma not having any support oh, network. Yeah. But the, the family barely been... This story about Joseph... Didn't wasn't the wasn't the lavender stuff like a week or two before Gemma uh, before Bernie went into prison, and then it's just gone on ice while she's been away, and now they're carrying it on. It feels like you know this story barely progressed while Bernie was there, and they've just started warming it up again. Now she, I I don't see the point. I was expecting it to be you know she's missed something huge, or Paul comes out and he's I mean sorry she comes out and Paul's barely recognisable, and but. He's kind of the same as when she went in. That it feels like a big missed opportunity and a big. What was the point? I am of that struggling for me? to see how they could have. How nothing would have changed if she'd been. The drama of oh no, we, I'm going to miss you last Christmas. I'm really sorry. I can't believe it. Oh, and and everything in court and Paul saying no, don't send her down. That was all good. But it felt like the story kind of climaxed at that point, and while she was in, there was nothing happened. Nothing happened. She was almost she was superfluous. She wasn't needed. Paul's storyline has been carrying been carrying on, but yeah, I agree with you. I mean, she's not coming out and saying, "Oh, I'm so sorry, I missed X, Y, and Z." She even got to spend some time with them at Christmas via the via Zoom. As far as we know, she's just been Zoom them every night because that's what you do in prison, apparently. With your bum though. I do, well, you know, I think... Yeah. Um, a bit this, of a mess for me. This is what I said. I wanted more consequences, and this is a complete lack of. Yeah, even going to prison, sending a character to prison has very little consequence on a family. Come on. Yeah, not... Glad that she's back. I mean, Ber- yeah, I like Bernie being Bernie back. was fab last year. She was uh, she was an excellent addition to the Paul story and added so much heart to you, it. This is... One of my reasons why I think this is... Why Corrie needs to focus more on consequences is that you're just undermining any dra- drama from future things that happen. Yeah, you're not going to get invested in it because they're, well, you know, whatever so happens what? here, they're, they're, g- they're going to be fine. Yeah, and I'm that's not worried exactly about it. what happened here. Because I Everything was fine. Because I'm sure they'll be all right in the end. Mm. So, I know Paul's not going to be all right in the end, but... Yeah, that's the only thing. I mean, if, if Coronation Street is probably, like, funding research into M&D now to cure it so they don't have to kill Paul off. Hmm. Yeah, I do. Anyway, glad glad that she's back. Um, may well get a mention when we're talking about our Weatherfield Wayfarer Award when we do the poppins. Right, so Bernie's back. Dev's on cloud nine. Well, he's coming back. Meanwhile, Paul tells Billy about this Lyme diagnosis, and Paul feels sorry for Gemma because nobody believed her. But at least they're going to get her. She's going to move out soon. Good because they want the sofa. And <laughs> for more bonk ups, probably. Bonk ups. Bonk bonk ups. <laughs> Bonking bunk up. Exactly. Billy suggests they have a welcome home party for Bernie, so they organise something in the Rovers. When Joseph finally wakes up, Gemma tells him about the diagnosis and he's going to be fine and he's really down. Yeah, she's saying you're going to be able to come home and I'll I'll be He's not happy about this. Yeah. Because he doesn't know about the fridge freezer. (laughs) He could probably fit in the freezer, couldn't he? Yeah, they they do. Well, we do. Yeah. We do, yeah. Oh, everyone. Who doesn't love it? Who doesn't love a giant American fridge freezer? If you've been, you know, or you, you've just had a little money in your life. Anyone what likes it. Like, think of all the ice one. cream you could put in that. Loads. <laughs> Gemma um, tells the social worker, she has a meeting with the social worker and she's having a go at her saying, look, you know, Joseph was sick. 
Um, and and Jem, the woman's like, I'm really sorry, but you know, we we had to investigate all this. I'm su- I'm surprised they didn't do a PSA about Gypsy Rose. What's her face? He k- killed her mum because she was doing mm. factitious disorder on her. She's very big at the moment, you know. She's just been released from prison and she's on all the chat shows. I know. So that's what that's what the social worker should have said to her. Mm. Well, I'll have you know. <laughs> what was her name, Gypsy? Blanchard. That's it. That's... Same as my great aunt. Are they related? No. What are they what are they saying at work? I don't remember. Oh, I would love that conversation. Sorry, I don't know. I, don't... Oh, I wasn't really listening. I'll still live through you because nobody talks to me. Oh. Right, so um <laughs> The, the social worker says, also, you know, you did poison him with lavender oil. So. Yeah. I think things are going to go back to being okay. No, they're not. Not what? if Gemma's got anything to do with it. If who? Gemma. Oh. So you've written the Albans. I didn't write the Albans. You know I've very oh, much. Oh, I didn't know if it was a joke about. Oh, no. The Allahans. I thought you were making a funny joke because it's like the blur. No. Right. Billy, Paul, Moses, Bernie, <laughs> Bernie, no, um, Dev. The twins, they're all there. When Bernie comes in to the pub, hooray, she's chuffed. I want to confess. I have a confession to Billy the vicar. We didn't, it, it took us about probably 30 to 40 seconds to recognise Moses. And he was like, who's that random guy Why that's just sitting in a booth? In the we did, and he wasn't saying anything for no. a while as well. And then it was me. He's like, oh yeah, it must I'm be I'm sorry, Moses. I need context clues. To Normally you only appear in, in the flat, so I forgot who you yeah, were. Yeah, they've let you out. Which and I remember I, when I, you didn't know who Eva was for yeah, about four months. I do remember how I didn't know who Eva was. <laughs> and I really, I really like Moses as well. I don't know why he just suddenly popped out and it makes perfect sense for him to, well, it didn't really make sense. It didn't really make sense because he said, oh, I'm only here because I was supposed to be shopping. He wasn't supposed Paul. to be fraternising with no, his. No, uh... he was just having a beer. Mm. Anyway, Bernie's Bernie's happy, but uh, she pulls Billy to one side and says, "Thank you for everything, including putting your job on hold for my my son." Glenn, tell you what, Glenda was uh, at the hots for Moses, didn't she? Oh, yeah. I said that we might have a little of interest. I know. As soon as she said that, this, I was like, yeah. "Don't get involved, Glenda. It's too much trouble." So Joseph does not want to go home when he's allowed to because he doesn't want to be with Chesney because Chesney doesn't believe him didn't believe him didn't believe him and Bernie's getting herself rolled up at the pub because she's mad about Chesney and Linda not believing Gemma either and then they are they're sulking over a cup of tea at number five and Bernie comes in to have a go at them and has a go at Linda and says if you try and pull a stunt like that again you'll have me to answer to get out and Linda says oh I could stay with Izzy but she's such a drag I'm gonna stay at a hotel and Bernie tells Chesney that he needs to work on saving his marriage, which he, he really does. Um, back at the flat, Paul's a bit down because he's realised that Billy's been trying to make a big deal about Bernie coming home because every every day could be his last and everything's got to be a happy celebration, good occasion, etc. And Billy says, yeah, okay, but we have to cherish every day. And I'm still up for the, the whole euthanasia thing, by the way, just to let you, let you know. <laughs> Over at the hospital... Joseph is still insisting he doesn't want to go back home. He can't forgive Chesney, can't forget what he's done. And Gemma says that Chesney loves you and families should stick together. But when Chesney comes to the hospital, Gemma tells him that um, Joseph's not happy about this. And she's trying to convince him to be nice to him. And then there'll be a family again. But, you know... And until well, no, she doesn't say that. She says she starts. I'm off coming back and she has home. a bit of a vault fast, doesn't she? But you are going to have to um, sleep on the sofa because I love you, but you've hurt me so badly. I don't know if I can get back to the way we used to be. 
Well, good. You, no, not good. Why? Come on, just let him off. You can't just let... No. Yeah, forgive him. He's obviously sorry. I think... I think that... I... I I, th- I think that it's a mistake, a, a mistake that anybody could make. What? I'm just setting myself up for if I ever make any stupid mistakes in my life. I know. This is you, this is but... you men. You all stick together. Like, oh yeah, so he's just a neglectful, horrible man, and he made all these mistakes, and he was rude and nasty and mean and and ignorant. But I'm just very anyone forgiving. Could, any man could have done the same thing. I'm just very forgiving, and I like to think that people would forgive me if I made a silly mistake like this. No, I I think that. Gemma should be lucky. She should just count her lucky stars that Joseph's going to be okay. Her mum's back. They've got a new fridge. Just... No. She still loves Chesney. Chesney didn't trust her or believe her and thought that she was a bad mum. And remember when she accidentally gave that stuff to jo- to Joseph and he acted like she did it on purpose and he wouldn't even talk to her? Like, he's so great. He hit himself with... He, he bashed himself in the head with a brick once. Chesney's always... Forgotten. Chesney's always been useless. She knew what she was signing up for. She, oh, that's she, okay then. She can't look after the quads So that's my, that's my... That's your excuse to me. I knew that you were useless. <laughs> yeah. You knew that I was a Coronation Street fan when you, you agreed to I go out with each other. I knew that you couldn't put your own show up. And that meant you were signing yourself for 10 plus years of co-hosting a podcast with me. Sorry, I should have given you a written contract. <laughs> oh, I did sign something. Um, yeah, so that's where we're left with. I'm sure there'll be. A, we're not going to have a Jesney and Gemma split up over this, are a we? Jesney and Gemma. Je- Jesney and Gemma. They're, they're going to be fine. No, I don't think she should take him back. I think he's a terrible. He's miserable. What does she see in him? He's so boring and dull and miserable. She just. He doesn't crack a smile because I don't think he's. I think his muscles around his mouth has, have, have atrophied to the point where they can't go up. <laughs> He just needs to, like, give her a grand romantic gesture, like, filling the giant freezer full of ice cream and then just, like, go, ta-ra! They don't have any money. He, uh, details, details. Get get Linda to buy it for him. Lodi Hagen does. She'd be anyone's. I think it's going to be fine. Um, and... And that was right that storyline. What do you think? <laughs> I can't believe I'm defending Chesney. <laughs> Why are you defending Chesney? I think it's just in my head. I'm thinking he's always been like this. I, th- I think really it is just you know what he's like. Oh my god! <laughs> and, and some men will just never change. Some people will never change. I, I, I think it's a, an easy mistake that anyone could have made. And he's sorry. He's sorry. I just, I'm just very forgiving. He's just miserable all, all around, and Gemma would have been. Gemma was a better character before she got together with Chesney. I'm not going to deny that. I'm not going to deny that Henry would be a much better proposition for her. But you know, he's not here at the moment. I bet you, che- I bet you, Henry's got a American style fridge freezer and a wine cooler and a drinks fridge in the garage. I bet he's probably got a wine freezer. cellar. Never mind a cooler and a chest freezer. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, that was that story. I, I don't need it to carry on next week, but I've got a feeling it will. How long? I don't, any any kind of feelings about how long Linda's going to be hanging around? I don't feel like... Long enough for them to get... She's going to be like, well, if, if Chesney, if Gemma doesn't want to be with you anymore, then you should get divorced. I've just sellotaped together this, uh, this business card that you ripped up. <laughs> I wonder whether... Um, Gemma, sorry, whether Chesney would have been so dismissive of Gemma's concerns today if Linda hadn't riled him up and 
dripped her poison in about to... Oh, yeah, that's right. Blame another woman. Oh, I'm just defending Chesney again, aren't Why? I? Why? Come on, give me a slap. I just think that um, it's, it's really unfortunate because... Paul's going to have to deal with all of this while he's going through what he's going through. Mm. And I don't think, you know, Gemma, Gemma's fed up with Chesney, but... It is, that, that's kind of my other problem with it. Not just that there's another disease going around. It's, it's two in the family now. It's, can, can things get any worse? Oh, yeah, it could get worse because they could end up with... <laughs> just, just, getting, just loading. Just getting up, yeah. Getting at your search history again. Uh, Come on, unusual diseases. Hit me with it. What's gonna? Um, what's Bernie gonna be struck down with next week? Foreign accent syndrome. <laughs> now that I'd like to see. Uh, Is that really a thing? Yeah, it's, it's a disorder causes a ch- sudden change in speech, usually due to due to a stroke or a brain injury. And I have seen videos of people that have had that. Yeah, huh? so that I know that's true. Or they could end up with. Methomyoglobinemia, which turned your skin blue. Oh, like viral Virogad. That's probably what she had. Okay, well, there's still plenty of untapped potential for random diseases in Coronation Street. That may, <laughs> maybe their challenge for 2024 is to have somebody come down with in? a disease every week. I just find one more. Um, Go on. Vampire syndrome. Brilliant. Speaking of which, anyone else seen Saltburn? We watched that last Sunday. Less said What's about... That go- oh, God. Th- yeah. Don't you know? Okay. You no, know. I-, <laughs> I didn't watch that bit. I really like that film. I, I know, followed it and everything. you talked about it several times. This is the second time we brought it up on a podcast. Did I bring it up last now, time? No, I brought it up because I accused you of getting carried away with Call It Say and everyone was I gay. was just so proud of myself for understanding a film and following it from the beginning to the end. And it was over two hours long. What is his motivation for putting on Murder on the Dance Floor? <laughs> anyway, let's do the Sarah and Adam and Damon story. Hey, keep away from my son, says Adam this week. So we get started with um, things have clearly stepped up to another level with Damon and Sarah, where they're just, they're there in, in Red Bank early morning, but a saucy talk between them and he says she right wearing, she was wearing a, a very cheap looking satin get up wasn't she well she is very cheap that goes she's with anyone's. her she, yeah he's decided that because she's such a good lay that he's actually going to stay in weatherfield anymore and not run away from whatever horrors that um harvey has in store for him next so um as adam and Dee Dee get to work Adam is moaning about Damon, who is meanwhile visiting Harvey in prison. So this is a seat of quite packed seat, more packed than the Rovers. This visiting room in the way in the in the prison. Yeah, that's it? a good point actually. They can stack it's them the up in the prison. It's the place to be. Yeah, I hear there's overcrowding. Yeah, the well, there was only one main character in there, and that was Dee Dee. She was there with her with her own client, wasn't well, she? Well, there were three main characters. Oh. Well, I don't, I don't count Damon and Harvey as main character. All right, then. Um, yeah, she's there handily talking to her own client who just happens to be there. and, um, and Oh, just happens ear, to be there. Ear-wigging I mean, in on this conversation solicitor. that's going on. It's not on. really surprising that she knows someone in prison. Mm. Anyway, um, she, yeah, she's very distracted by what the brothers are, the brothers are up to. And Harvey's um, saying, oh, your car got crossed into a cube. Nothing to do with me, mate. And Damon's like, look, call it quits. Very squarey. We're done. Very scary. I've never heard anyone say that before. Yeah. I got it it from a Michael Rosen poem. On his way out, Harvey tells Damon, by the way, make sure you send me love to Sarah. And that (laughs) Harry too. Oh my God. Damon's like, what? I think that was a veiled threat, sir. 
Um, and he's, Where's my glove? <laughs> yes. And but he gets grabbed by two, I was going to say goons there, but I suppose they're no. guards. When they're hired by the state, you're not allowed to call them goons. No. Even though they're technically the same thing. They're reformed goons. And uh, he, 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 they, they keep him jiggling there for just long enough to, to complete his threat. And then he gets shepherded off and Harvey's <laughs> sitting in his chair and legs apart going, yeah. Yeah, man-spreading. He was totally man-spreading. That was a satisfied <laughs> man-spread there. Oh, my balls have grown two sizes. <laughs> um, really? <laughs> like in that, what was, what's that from? And his, the Grinch, his heart grew two sizes there. And his balls grew two That's sizes disgusting. that day. Um, anyway... <laughs> Keep that I, in your in your list of insults. Um, I, I was th- I was he reminded me of. Um, Hang on, just PSA. If your balls do grow two sizes, you probably do want to go to a GP. <laughs> he reminded <laughs> me of the like of, uh, of the gla- Have we talked about gladiators? Gladiators. No, but I want to say. That's back. I wish I had mentioned in my predictions. I forgot to write it down. I want. Remember, I said I want a special guest star. Mm. I want legend or viper. Yeah, this is what Harvey was giving me proper legend vibes. Yeah. He's a bit of a. Cocky. I love legends and viper. They're my favourite. Wasn't it great to have gladiators back? Everybody, everybody in England. Gladiators. Britain. Um, so. D.D. goes to the street, tells Adam about what happened. Sarah and Damon, meanwhile, are at the bistro to have lunch with Gail and Audrey. Bonus episode idea. Mm. What would all the characters' gladiators' names be? And what would their special moves be? Brilliant. Okay. Okay. Next listener question. We'll pretend that our listeners asked us that. We've never done that before. Never. Um, (laughs) So, lunch with Gail and Audrey. Yeah? Yeah. Um, could have been really rife for comedy potential, but it didn't really go there. Um, it was it was a bit of a bit of a flub for me. Um, I don't remember because Adam comes in and it all gets a bit finger pointy, doesn't it? Like, oh, I know what you've been going on, and I know that you've, you've threatened Harry. And oh, sorry, I've got foreign accent syndrome. Um, Sarah points <laughs> out that oh yeah, he she she's like well, well I don't know why you're so worried about Harry. He's not even yours. That what? Low blow. Adam's all upset and he leaves. Yeah. This is like... Um, they, they do like to chuck that one out there, don't they? And, and it's easy to do because there's so many kids on Coronation Street that aren't living with their biological parents. That's probably like the most the most used burn in the whole street. Fizz and Tyrone are always doing it. I bet if you looked... Yeah, I bet you there's no... I bet the only person in the whole street... And, you know, who knows if this is true... Who's living with their actual biological parents, two biological parents, is Michael Bailey. (laughs) (laughs) I'd have to think, but... Oh, Amy Barlow. Amy Barlow. Oh, yes, Amy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, oh, we've sorted it out. It's okay, then. It's family values. Happy families, yeah. (laughs) Well, no, there's... I suppose... Can we count the quads? Because Gemma's not properly moved back in yet. No, she's not living the there, so I'll get away with that one. Mm. Um, anyway, Sarah, <laughs> Sarah, come on. Oh, this was this was even worse, because we know, and Sarah doesn't, and don't think Nick Adam told anybody, that the only reason he was spared his life was because he was pleading on Harry's behalf. I know. He I loves know. that boy. I know. In his little football balloon. Um, so anyway, he um, Adams gets gets chatting with Nick outside, and Nick says, "Look, you don't have to 
I, I, and he, Nick says you don't want Damon to have anything to do I, I'm just going to say that again I don't want Damon to have anything to do with this family either That's but what don't saying. worry yeah given time Sarah Louise is going to see his true colours but Adam can't no. wait for that how can you say that Nick you know this woman you've grown up with her She's yeah. she's a flighty, tighty, knickerless woman. She uh, knickers aren't tight; they're loose. No, as she's anything. flighty, tighty, comma knickerless. Oh, okay. Um, so <laughs> yeah, she should, she's the one that should have been called Nicholas, not him. Yes, <laughs> and she <laughs> works in a knicker factory. She doesn't even see the value of them. <laughs> anyway, out. Um, Adam. <laughs> they're supposed to stops, protect you from men. Adam stops by <laughs> the prison later to arrange a meeting with supposedly his new client. Harvey Gaskell, um, oh. who, it, it, meanwhile, is busy beating up Dee Dee's client for reasons. I can't Looking remember. Looking at him, I, I wasn't really paying attention to this. You know I'm not interested in this story whatsoever. So Adam's pretending to be Harvey's solicitor, or is he a solicitor? He's going to say he's trying to sort out him having an appeal, did he? Oh, I, I don't know. He said he was going to do something. He did. Okay. He did. He said he was going to sort out an appeal. Okay, okay. Because it's like, do you want to be in the set the whole time or do you want to be a proper character? He's like, oh, I don't know. Can you arrange for me to get out at like, Easter time? Are you, you know? expecting that, Ad- that Harvey is going to be released? Only for like a grand finale. I, do you I reckon he will? I think there's going to be a stunt. He's going to be standing on the, on the, on the van again in the rain going, this is... Don't I, don't, I don't understand what the grounds for appeal could be. He literally... I mean, he wasn't seen shooting Natasha dead. But he did escape from prison after causing the van to crash. He was almost... You know, in th- Germany, you're allowed... There was fairly to... irrefutable evidence that he did shoot Natasha. In Germany, you're allowed to escape from prison as long as you don't commit a crime in the process. Really? Yeah. Well, how do you get... What? So if somebody happens to leave a door open, you go, oh, thank you. If you escape from prison, they're like, that's on us. <laughs> Who'd want to be in prison? Yeah, I'm trying to think of a German phrase that they would say, but it's been a very long time since I did my degree. Uh, what What is German for? How do you get there? Minor failure. That means my mistake. Minor failure. Yeah. That does it? I think it does. Um, don't, don't correct me with that either. I know we have German listeners. Um, over, what we're we going? Over at the bistro, so this family meal's not going They're trying to practice their bloody English. Well. It's not helping, is it? Gail is not impressed with Damon in the slightest. Um, and Sarah says, look, David, who is also just being a sake as usual, to go and check that Adam's all right. And um, luckily for David, Adam doesn't, Adam just by the post box and David says, look, I know it's a little bit rubbish for you. I think he just says the same thing. That there, were two, there were a few scenes this week that just felt a little bit unnecessary. Cut for Canada. There was so much cut for Canada this week. I'm surprised they even had, they probably only had one episode in Canada this week. <laughs> yeah, when, by the time they get to it. So... Adam. Well, we've cut out all the PSAs, all the annoying bits, all the stuff with Adam and every time they repeat themselves and every time they did a story they've already done. I don't so need a PSA about what Lyme disease in Canada because they're all a bunch of um, lumberjacks and mounties, aren't they? They'd frozen, probably get tips all the time in there, but they're well hard. I they just, just flick them off. Yeah. Um, so Adam goes to the prison as a sit down with Harvey, who's very intrigued as to what he's doing there. And Adam says, right. I want to talk about your brother. He's sleeping with my wife. He's banging my missus. So basically, Harvey and Adam like have got some good reasons about... for being knocked at Damon. I Hay. hate Damon. Yeah, me too. He thinks he's so smart. I know. He walks around like he's in there in his like, leather jacket, oh, fur so cool trim. shilling collar on. And his oh, neatly trimmed are. beard. Oh, with your chiseled cheekbones. Adam, do you fancy Damon? No, no. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, Adam's just worried that his position in most handsome man in the street is being uh, is being threatened, isn't he? So he's like, oh, we need to do something about this. What are we going to do? I can't throw acid on him because that's been done. Yeah, can't throw a tick at him. That's, that's been <laughs> done. Can't give him M&D. That doesn't work like that. that. Gail's telling Sarah, meanwhile, I'm worried about Damon, blah, blah, blah. Adam's saying to Harvey, right, I want you to get one of your heavies on the outside to put the frighteners on, Damon. We've already uh, done it once. And I'm even willing to bend the rules to try to try and get him to try and get you off this murder charge. Adam, what are you doing, lad? You can't he bend the rules. A bit later in the week, where he says, "Oh, if we get caught, I might get disbarred." Why are you do- seriously? Ask Todd how that you goes. You silly Todd. Don't do this. It's your career. You, the, 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 he owns the the, the business, doesn't mm-hmm. he? He knows that there's a quite big chance that he could get caught here. It's not. It's not worth putting that at risk. Mm-hmm. So stop this story right now. Anyway, sorry. Um, at the uh, I've done that. Blah blah blah. He goes back to the street. Sarah comes up to Adam and tries to make peace with him, but he's not pleased to hear that Damon has taken Harry to football practice. So but who's Sarah, looking after the quads? Don't that, don't worry. We're done with that. Oh, okay. Billy. Sarah says to Adam, "Harry is always going to be part of your life. Don't worry." Sorry, I was mean. Later in the flat. Adam says to Dee Dee, right, I'm going to keep all my nose out of this Damon business now. Dee Dee's pleased to hear that. However, um, at the end of the episode, Harvey calls up Adam and says, I will go along with your little proposal, uh, but you're going to owe me, mister. And he also finds out from Dee Dee that her, his, her client was beaten up and he knows Harvey's done it. So he realises that Harvey's not just full of wind. No. He can do anything. Yep. He can he can escape from prison. He can shoot Natasha. He, he can, can stand on a van and, on not, a van get and not get wet in the rain. In the rain. Yeah. Amazing, really. And he can also um, uh, scrub up quite nicely to star in a drama about the post office scandal. Yeah, mm. he's fiddling the book, so I think it was him. Wednesday's episode, we've got um, Adam's going to be. Alia knows that Adam's going off somewhere secret later, and he I makes thinking... out that he's seeing a friend in the hotel in town when I was doing my predictions and I was I said that Alia's going to go away mm. I was thinking is she still working for Dee Dee so did I I couldn't, I couldn't remember because we've seen her in Speed Dial quite a lot haven't we they made such a big thing about Alia working with Dee Dee and, and they had them do up. these poses and like back to back arms folded like we're, we're, we're a new team the in crimes. town they, they really yeah but there's been nothing there's been nothing but now, but now they, they had her in that scene with Dee Dee just just to remind us. Mm. Um, Sarah comes in. Adam wants to take Harry out for tea. Yeah, that's cool with her. He's back in the prison later. He's not meeting a mate at all. And he tells Harvey, right, I've got good grounds to appeal your case. I, If he said what the grounds were, I, I wasn't listening. Or I was typing away on my notes. Um, I, I don't know. But they need to establish... Oh, this is it. They need to establish... <laughs> this doesn't make sense. I've said they need to establish that the conviction was unsafe. Yeah, unsafe. Is it's that like, right? It's like in, um, isn't that in when you play American football and you run across the line, but you were running... Safe. Yeah, safe or unsafe. I don't know. I don't, you know, legal mumbo jumbo. I, I, it doesn't... A lot of it comes down to that, I'm afraid. Mm. So um, Harvey don't want to get his hopes up and says, well, you better not let me down, mister. Otherwise, me and you, we're going to fall out. By which I mean you're going to fall out. Of, of a, a window. window. <laughs> and that, my friend, is defenestration. <laughs> Meanwhile, Damon sweet-talking Sarah into letting 
getting her to let him pick Harry up from school. So he, he he's got a plan, hasn't he? He's trying to um, make Adam make it jealous. so that yeah, so that yeah, he, he's kind of claiming his territory. What an idiot! I'd be like Adam, you look after. Harry, well, me, I shag your wife. <laughs> exactly. Um, Adam tells Harvey, um, look, look, this could take a year. It's not. We're not going to be out quick. You're sorry, I know Britain's <laughs> Got Talent Week is coming up in five months. Harvey's I don't think. You, like, don't get your hopes up for that. I don't think so. I've seen this program before. This will take like two months. People, he's like, Adam, you think people who live in this country have got the um, the attention span for a year-long legal story about an unsafe conviction in this show. <laughs> I don't think so. I need to think faster than that. Yeah. Um, and so, the, the, yeah, they just need a giant bomb that, to blow a hole in the prison, don't they? On the bathroom the bomb. Bar, yeah. <laughs> Thank you to that person on the Facebook Quite group who enjoyed my bathroom bomb. Quite a few people have said that they, they thought it was bomb. good. Have well, they? I've only seen one person I've seen a few say people like, say, yeah. I think it's the well, new probably, watery moment. I, would um, make a yeah. big watery moment, wouldn't it? It would. Anyway, um... If by the way, if you haven't listened to you our need to listen predictions, to our predictions pictures, episode. and prayers episode that came out this week, it was quite good. So um, anyway, they're they're talking about this. Well, he's saying, look, it's going to take a, a while. A guy but in the meantime, can you yeah. please beat up Damon? Because that's all I want. Well, he Adam just has to meet the 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 thug, doesn't he, for a bit, just to arrange the details or something. And uh, but he's now Adam is worried about being caught, and Harvey says, well, look. This guy's either going to give Damon a beating or you. So Damon goes away from the prison, spends a bit of time with Harry, purposefully making him late to see Adam, who is getting really knocked off about, you know, where's going on, what's going on, where's Harry, not the flat with Damon. Sarah says, don't worry, Damon's got him. Look, I've seen a lot of people um, kind of bad-mouthing Sarah or, or, you know, wagging their finger and shaking their head at Sarah for letting Damon take Harry from school. What's What do you think about that? Question? I was looking at what an unsafe conviction is. Did you find out? It is. Um, uh, poor representation at the trial, mistakes or misconduct of the trial judge, jury irregularities, bias, inconsistent verdicts, disclosure issues, unreliable evidence. Oh, okay. Good one to have up your sleeve just in case. Any of those things. Get no, no Sarah, was Sarah um, being a bad mum allowing Damon to collect Harry from school yes. this earlier in the relationship. Yes. How long have they been together? Really, a week? I think the general consensus is to not let your new partner meet your kid until you're absolutely sure that you're very serious about them. Well, Harry, you saw them snogging last year, I do you remember? Um, no, I, I, don't, I don't know. It's not down to me the, to the judge fact... anyone in real life, but in, in, in this show... I totally judge Sarah for that. Well, I mean, the fact that she knows what he's like, and well, yes, he he's changed. She knows he literally for a fact confessed to that her that he she kidnapped Adam. Yeah, he knows. He's she like, knows yeah, that. fair dues. I held a gun to your your husband's head, but I've changed. Honestly, I can collect I've you. Changed from last week. Yeah, they should have had a moment where where um She's such a dip. Where on the on the way up there was a bang, and Sarah's like, oh my gosh, and it just turns out that Harry's balloons popped. It's football. And she's balloon. like, Damon. Somebody, <laughs> oh, I'm so silly. Not today. No, not the um, moment. Anyway, da- Damon comes. He's up. like, oh, I've got a list. <laughs> not joking. <laughs> Adam's not impressed, obviously, um, and and Sarah says, look, Damon, please don't try and wind Adam up. I'm trying to trying to um, sort of get things a bit better for us between us and him. Look, just try and get on, make things easy for everybody. 
Um, Adam though is fuming about this, Don't... and he's decided right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Harvey's gonna beat up Damon if yeah. it's the last thing I do. How about Sarah? Don't put your husband and your new boyfriend in any situation at all where they could wind each other up. I know she just doesn't think she's such a stupid <laughs> idiot. I mean, I know that this is how the whole. The thing is about it though is that judgment shouldn't be purely down to you. No, the drama shouldn't be purely down to the bad judgment of characters, mm. which a lot of it is. Yeah. And the thing, if, if like, Harry was a bit more switched on and he had a bit of nouse to him... But like, who's this guy? Who's well, no, I think, guy? well, maybe, maybe you know, trust him to look after himself. But Harry's clearly a little bit, you know, a little bit naive. Simple. A little... <laughs> wasn't going to say that, but, you know... And, it's all uh, right to be simple. There's I lots think, of characters on this show that are simple. Let's just say, if Damon or Harvey drove up in their car and offered yeah. him some sweets to get in. Yeah. I, I think Harry's going to be getting a climbing up those steps, isn't he? Harry, yeah. do you want this this box of balloons that says that your unborn brother or sister is actually the, the love child of Damon Hayes? <laughs> that would have been funny. No, what's his name? Damon? Yeah, he's da- Damon oh. Hay. Yeah. This, course, yeah, this story is balloon full, isn't it? I love a good balloon. Yeah. He, Damon was really flaunting the fact that Harry, you know, he, I can take him out now. He might as well have written, it's Damon's on that yeah. balloon as well, saying, yep, he's yeah, mine now, mine Adam. Well. What are you going to do with that? And then weed on him. <laughs> yeah, just so. Honestly, it's not hard to win a child's affections, is it? You just take him out for a meal or give him a balloon. Yeah, special treat at the bistro. Yeah, easy. Who was it today that was going to go to the bistro for a treat? Gemma, was Laura. it? Lauren. Lauren. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, and they did, didn't they? Yeah, yeah they did. Uh, okay, so... Friday. Adam on Friday meets um, the Harvey's thug down in Scally's Alley in the precinct and says, look, I do just want you to scare Damon off, okay? Um, when this guy goes, this is when Adam has his little panic attack and you know he's having a panic attack because the camera zooms right up to him and there's a funny sound in the background. And again, this is where you have your ticker tape up on the screen saying... Panic attacks can affect anybody. If you're having a panic attack, don't worry. Wait for it to pass. Completely normal. But if if you hear strange music while it happens, you might want to go and get it checked out. If you can hear strange music and there's a camera in your face, you might be a safe character. (laughs) Please check your contract for more details. I I am somewhat, somewhat, ever so slightly intrigued and, and kind of excited to see what this beating is going to look like. Do you think it's going to go too far? Because Adam is very insistent that this is only a, 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 to scare him off. But the, the way it's being presented to us makes it makes me feel like maybe Damon's going to come off a bit more worse for wear than Adam was expecting. Or maybe he'll end up in a coma. I mean, he could do. He could kill maybe him. Maybe he'll end up in a hospital with, a, with Sarah going, oh, um, okay, Sarah Sarah sees Adam in the precinct, says, you were right, and he says, yes. Um, and then he gives Harvey a call on the phone at the end of the episode and says, right, I've talked, I've talked to your bloke on the outside. Harvey says, look, right, you better get my appeal sorted then, and then I'll have Damon dealt with. So is that the plan, that Adam's got to sort out this unsafe conviction before he can do anything? I... How how are you feeling about this story? I just I just can't be bothered with it. I really really can't. Um, it's not. I don't think it's as bad as you do. I've I've really just taken against it for no good reason. I mean, I I I I, I do. Not, no, there is a good reason. I just don't like this kind of. St- I don't like gangsters. I'm fed up with prison. I I don't find 
either Damon or or Harvey charming in the least, and I, and and it irks me because I think they're both supposed to be charming. Yeah, I I can take or leave both of them honestly, and I'm going to say the same about Adam and Sarah. I don't really care if they're together or not. Yeah. Well, yeah, as we said before, if they do get together, they'll probably disappear off screen for another twelve months. Like, literally, literally, couldn't be bothered. I do, I did appreciate we got um this. I guess this was part of the storyline. A little update on Peter today, didn't we? Was it um he was it talking? Toya. To- oh yeah, Toya. Toya took a break from Adam. offering people drinks, which seems to be ninety percent of her lines now. Saying, "Here's your glass of such and such, sir. Come on." Yeah, so so Adam's after Peter's having a lovely time with his with his mates, and also Simon is is spending a lot of time in the pub. Oh yes, that was yeah yeah. Adam, Simon's totally going alky, isn't he? Um, yep. No right. more to say about that story. Lauren relations. Oh my god. On Monday, Max needs somebody to cut their hair because he's got to train. I do, I, I do you remember that Max is training to be a stylist? I'd completely forgotten <laughs> not this. Not really. Do remember? Sabrina's not very keen, but look, there's Lauren. So Max... if I was Sabrina, I wouldn't let Max anywhere near my luscious braids. They never talk about ever. They never ever because they, they haven't really had opportunity for this before now. <laughs> what are you laughing about? It literally is because there have not been very many black characters on the, the, the street. Black hair before. is completely different to work with than white hair. Yeah, yeah that's because they've never had. Black characters to cut the hair off. No, but isn't it, you can't cut Sabrina's hair. It's in braids. What will you do to it? Mm. Anyway, Lauren Lauren appears and uh, Max does a great job with with her hair. Yeah, she does. She looks nice. And David thinks it's great as well. And Sabrina's impressed, and they all agree to have tea together because they're all mates now. So they go at number eight and gather rice with Sabrina, and he isn't impressed that Lauren's there. Oh yeah, he's heard about. He's like, oh yeah, she's well, he knows the of. Premises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then the next scene, he's like, four, I really fancy her." She's but not think, racist anymore. I think I think they maybe missed missed something missed there. We literally, scenes. I don't think we saw any dialogue between the two of them. That's we what just I said. were led to believe. Show, yeah. don't tell. Yeah. So um, she's also talking. Lauren's also talking about his this fella that she's got. He's in cyber, and uh, they're they're like, "Oh, that's really cool. I want to I want to do that." Is that um, what she said, or are you just she, referencing no, those old posters? What, that you could be a ballerina today, but tomorrow, what will you do? Yeah. Um, no, he's in some kind of... He does some kind of tech stuff. And Sabrina's like, I want to do tech stuff. Can I talk to your boyfriend about it? And she's oh, yeah. like, yes. But on Wednesday, when they talk again about about him and say, oh, when can we meet him? This coding job. And Lauren's like, um, I don't know. And Max keeps nagging her about it and asking her, why are you being so shifty? Does this guy even exist? And she gets really mad and tells him to do one. Tell you what, she's better at keeping a lie than um, Nina and Ardy were last week, isn't she? They crumbled at the first chance, yeah. Shona, Sabrina and Max are back at the house discussing about this boyfriend. Lauren's on the phone to somebody and she's saying... When she goes back home. Lauren's by herself and she's saying, um, oh, people keep saying you don't exist. So this, she, there is really a boyfriend. Oh, oh yeah, there is somebody, shocking... isn't there? It's not shocking yeah. to me because it is to me because I thought it was just lots of different people. Oh yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, there's somebody, isn't there? That's there's one person a... specifically that she's talking about, and she says, "You're, we're finished." She puts the phone down and it starts ringing, but I don't think she picks it back up. No, no. During Friday's episode, there's a couple of of scenes where the, her phone's ringing. So what do you? What... Is he a pimp? Is he like? Is yeah, he maybe. Forcing her to go on these 
quote-unquote dates with other men. Yeah, because it didn't feel like it was somebody that... Cause it feel, I, I think she is seeing lots of men. I think she's sleeping with lots of men. So, yeah, it must be, it must be a pimp. She's being groomed. But I, how long has this been a mystery now? Every week. Well, exactly. We're just taking baby steps further towards the truth. I, I, Cory really thought that we'd be more invested in this mystery than we actually are. So on Friday, Sabrina and Max are checking on Lauren in the cafe, and they're like, "Hey, I know you work in a, in a, in a, like the cheapest place on the street, but do you want to go to the bistro for lunch for a treat?" No, not really, because if I could afford to eat there, I wouldn't work here, would I? But like I said, everyone, it's it's a communist paradise in Coronation Street and everybody, no matter what they do for a living, can afford the same standard of... Mm. of, of well, it, Lauren can... Yeah. Lauren can... Life. Did you see those lovely swish clothes that she was wearing later and she had her hair all... All done. Done. All plaited up. Well, she's non-committal about it and then she tells him that she split up with her boyfriend. And then she... You've written tastily dressed... That definitely I meant to write tartily there. This autocorrect, honestly. <laughs> tastily dressed. <laughs> tastily dressed, Laura. Well, she wasn't well, tastefully dressed. No, she was tartily dressed, but I guess some people would say so she tasty. did look quite tasty. <laughs> she sees Daniel in the street. And he, and he's like, ding dong. Tasty He asks her about an essay that she owes him, and she says it will be done. <laughs> tastily dressed. I'm going to leave that. <laughs> leave it. I'm going to leave that for the patrons to have a chuckle on when they receive the tips to show notes. So she tell, he tells her... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Come on, Gemma, fight the boredom of this storyline. You Gosh, don't need... that came out of nowhere. Um, that was a yawn. So, basically, it's an excuse for Max to see that Daniel and Lauren are talking to each other to get jealous. And then, she, when she goes to the bistro to meet up with Max, Sabrina and Gav, um, he's, he's like, he gets carded because he asked for whiskey and coke. And Toya, oh, Gav does. Toya asks to see his ID and he accidentally flicks a condom out of Purple his wallet condom. and everyone laughs at him. Yeah, because he's clearly, um, you know... Think, thinking he's going to get lucky with, with Lauren. Don't know what he thinks. Or someone. Somebody. I mean, it's very responsible be, of him just to have it, yeah. Precautions. So Lauren um, then gets a vodka out of her drink, of her bag, and they're saying, oh, um, be careful, don't do that. And she's like, I'm a ninja. <laughs> like, I'm an alcoholic ninja. Yes, she was. She was a bistro ninja, wasn't she? Yeah, you can get, do all kinds in the bistro as long as you're ninjury about it. Mm. Um, she's getting... She didn't get the memo about the costume, though, did she? No, she's wearing entirely the wrong outfit. She's getting drunker and drunker, and she's blaming her ex. Uh, she said, thank goodness he's ancient history. And then eventually Toya gets fed up with them and kicks them out. What a narc. Is that the right word? No, killjoy. Narc is when you... Dob someone in. She's oh. the one to be knocked too. Oh yes, okay. She's getting knocked off though. Yeah, she was a killjoy. Uh, so she's like, let's go to a club. Not Toya, that would be too much fun. <laughs> it's bre- uh, Lauren says, but Gav says no. Um, yeah, because he fancies her. But... He fancies her, but she's a bit too much at the moment. Mm. And But she goes back home later and they go to check on her and they can see there's something up with her. How's she gone to a nightclub and she's back home again and it's still daylight? Did she go to a club? I don't know what she did. I think she said she did something, but she, but anyway, um, they can see something major is wrong with her. And what, what's wrong up with this bloke? What's had? What's this breakup? How's? How, why has this had such a big effect on you? And then Max is getting mad and like, is it Daniel? And she says, no way. He's just the latest in a line of scumbags. And Gav says, look, I'll be your friend, but 
You're, but yeah, you're a bit, a bit nuts. I think I'll just leave it. Max was getting more. Max was getting really annoyed with her as well. <clears throat> so she's gone off the rails here. She, I, th- she. This is another beckification of Lauren, isn't it? Because this was what Becky would always do, and she was oh, faced with adversity. She'd get drunk. Yeah, and but, make everything worse. But but Becky was a lot more charming about it. I, I, I don't hate the idea of Gav being a confidant to, to Lauren, if only it means we get more Gav, which is what we've been asking for. I love Gav. I don't think that... He's brilliant, but I don't think that putting him together with her... I, I can't I see that that's going to do the out. trick. I just, I've just... I, I've taken against Lauren and... Every every week, where they try and make us feel sorry for her by showing her sadly looking at her ringing phone or or dressing up like that because as she's the horrible things that she's being forced to do, it's just absolutely leaving me cold. And I don't I don't know what they can do to to turn me around on that one. And I know I'm not the only one. I've seen lots of anti Lauren sentiment online. Um, I don't know. It's just not worked. It's just not worked. Get rid. Um, splat the rat story now, Gemma. Oh, no. What are you doing? I'm just looking. Oh, okay. Um, right, so. <sighs> bullying storyline. <laughs> um, Liam's, Liam don't want to go to school. He meets up with Jack at the bus stop and then they talk about, Jack says, oh, we haven't seen you around for a while. But, um, Liam decides to bunk off again, which it turns out he's been doing quite a lot recently. In fact, he's not been at school for a week or so, and we get to see him reporting himself for school. He he goes on the um, goes on the website and then says he's not here. He's it's so Liam can't go to school because he's sick, and he also and then he sits back and man spreads, doesn't he? He's like, yeah, yeah. And his <laughs> balls grew two sizes that day. Um, so Maria finds Gary in the cafe later, and she's been contacted by the school. Because Liam's been off for a week, eh? What's going on? But we have sent him to school. They head back to the fat, find him playing around on his PlayStation. What's going on? You've been. What, Gary's it, like, what's happening? Is it in the new Grand Theft Auto? Have they released it already? No. Oh. Is it? Is it? Is it to do with Mason? Is he? Is he after you again? And Liam's like, no, me and Mason are mates now. Honest. Um, I just don't like school at the moment. There's a nasty PE teacher that makes me play in girl. PE teachers. No, no one likes them. They're, they're an easy target, aren't they, for people who don't want to go to school. Um, I can't say that there's ever been a PE teacher, well, when I was at school at least, as a child, that I liked. But I know some lovely ones now, so... There you go. Just yeah, things around changed my mind. So um, later on, Maria tells Gary that Liam's still sticking to this story. And Gary's like, well, you know, I was a bit of a bad boy myself at the same age, to be honest. And Maria's like, yeah, but Liam's not like you, though. He's sensitive. Um, what's going on? And then we get a final scene of the episode. A bit. This was very reminiscent of the last time, wasn't it? When he was lying in his bed and all the Rat Boy tweets were coming in. And this time he's on his computer. I, I didn't really... I don't know what it was supposed to be that he was in. Was it a chat room? Do kids have chat? I don't know what kids talk to themselves. Uh, talk to each other, sorry, on now. Was it just an instant message thing within a game? I don't know. But basically, in the, what, two months since we first, since we last saw this, it started to spread. And now everybody is calling Liam a rat boy. It's turned into his nickname. Oh. And none of them are using any bored. fouler language than this. It's li- literally, I know... Two months I of anything new to do. calling him Rat Boy, finding rat gifts, <laughs> saying Ratty Ratty Liam. Why don't they find some... No, it wasn't gifts, it was emojis. They should do gifts, it'd be funny. Wait till they find out about a rolling rat, they'd love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. 
this is partly my problem with the story is it doesn't completely ring true to just how vile and obscene they would actually be be. this is fairly tame bullying I'm gonna say but you know this is like bullying from if it was Enid Blyton writing it yeah not that I want to downplay it All, all, all bullying is bad but well, I wouldn't like it. I know, I wouldn't like it either. I, Yeah, I, you know. Make me cry. Yeah, I was bullied. I was bullied at school a little bit. Oh, but sure enough now. Yeah. I, I, everyone, solidarity I think, I think almost with everyone Liam. was bullied at some point. Yeah. It was just that it, it didn't feel like um, realistic or genuine bullying at, at this well, point. Well, the, the thing that was realistic is the the fact that he's being bullied when he's not even that. They're not even there. They don't have to be in the same Well, place. that was Friday's PSA. Daniel in the cafe going... <laughs> Did you did you know that most bullying happens online now? Did you know that, Gary? I'm a teacher. I know these things. Tell you what you couldn't you, do with Encarta, bully people. You could not bully people with Encarta 95, this is correct. Or Cinemania. Do you remember that or one? Or Encyclopedia Britannica. Oh, get you. Um, I, can we just... And I don't think we noticed this the last time this story was in it. What's the deal with Liam and the skulls? He's got he's edgy, isn't he? He's a proper... I call him goth rat boy. Yeah, Nina would love his room. He's yeah. got skull wallpaper and then he's, he's got, got that skull... horrible... I don't even know what it is. Little skeleton um, figurine behind cool. him. He's, he's rad. He doesn't care about anything. I, mm, um, he's not rad, he's rat. rat. Oh, rat Gemma. boy, not yes. rad boy. <laughs> no, but Mason's surname is Radcliffe. I think that... They missing an may, may, Maybe the um, maybe the end of this is going to be it's going to be turned back on him and everyone's going to call him Mason Ratcliffe. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Good idea. Uh, that's what I'd do. Friday. Liam's trying to sack off school again, saying he feels sick. But Maria's like, no, I'm not having any of this. You're not. You don't get a headache. Get get to school. Sorry, you've got a the nasty PE teacher. Um, but you you got to get on that bus. So she goes and sits with them at the bus stop, which really is the height of embarrassment when you're that age. How old is he supposed to be? 15, 16, and your mum's sitting there at the bus stop. Come on, Maria. Um, she... But anyway, he gets on the bus. Dylan's. I, I keep. I keep forgetting about what the status of Dylan is. But he's currently. He's currently the uh, the crab or Goyle to Mason's Malfoy, isn't he? Apart from he looks guilty, just so that we're supposed to remember. Don't worry, he'll be redeemed at the end because he's got a heart of gold. Really, he's the main character's child, so yes. he can't actually be a baddie. There was no Tully. There was no Sean in this week's story, was there? No. I, I miss. I miss Sean. I like him on this. Um, anyway, so Dylan's get Dylan's pretty um, unhappy to see Liam there. Maria doesn't notice this. She does. Oh, does she? oh no, she does, doesn't she? Yes, that's right, because she has conversations with Gary later yeah. saying, our, "Our son is a sad loner. What could we do about it?" Yeah. So anyway, she um, if, if sitting at the bus stop with her son isn't embarrassment enough for him. But when she realises that he's left his phone on the bus seat, she then marches off down the school to say, don't worry, mummy's got your telephone. Don't use it in lessons. Here you go. Probably give him a little spit wash there outside the front of the school. I'm surprised she didn't get messages on the phone calling him Rat Boy. I thought that's what, what that was the felt like That was like that. really obviously should have happened. Yeah, but the purpose of this work, though, was to get, him to get her to come to school so that Mason could film them. Yes. So that he could make fun of them, him. Yeah, he he films Maria and um, the I forget his name um, having this little mummy son moment on the steps. He's like, "This is gold." And I I'm sorry, but I can't believe that none of the none of the kids are teasing um, Liam about having a hot mum. 
and like saying, oh, I'd shag your mum. Your mum's really hot. Do you not think they would do? Yeah. Mason probably would, wouldn't they? Mason probably would, yeah. Yeah. And tell you what, you know what Rhea's like, she'd probably have him as say, well. If, if, if he um, didn't have his school uniform on, she probably would go on a date with him. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so... Um, they laugh. They, they, they laugh. Mason and Dylan. Mason and Dylan. Uh, yeah, he's showing. We, they've, they've, they've got a new set. They've got a school set. They've got a new classroom. It's not just Daniel's literacy class. Oh, sorry, English class. That's the one and only classroom in the school. I'm sure we'll be sick of this one soon. But I appreciated it. I like the design. Look very modern. Um, they still haven't quite managed to stretch the budget to get more than one member of staff for the school. But um, you know, baby steps. Cutbacks. Yeah, Mrs. Croshaw. Mrs. Croshaw runs the school. They can't she's afford the, any other staff. She's, she's the deputy head. So high up She's the probably the head as well. She's the she's the teacher of everything. She's the nurse. She's the cleaner. She's the caretaker. She's the senko. She, yeah, yeah. She's behaviour she management. Does it all. She's SLT. They really. I mean. How much would it take to get a couple of extras to play teachers in the background? All they would have had to have done was have one of the teachers just point in, like, everyone out. Yeah. Um, it, they, they, I think they probably should. But anyway, um, yeah, Mason's showing Dylan this and, and saying, and Dylan's saying, oh, I almost feel sorry for him. And Mason's like, well, Except I don't. I don't. Look at his mum. Yeah. She's shackable. <laughs> in the cafe, Gary and Maria are worrying about Liam not having any mates then. That's what I said earlier. Um, oh yeah, and then we see Mason accosting Liam and grabbing his phone and saying, get down on your knees and beg for it back. And he does, kind of. Well, he get, he's like, why are you being so mean to me? <laughs> and Mason, I said, I said, beg, don't look pathetic. Anyway, he runs off, doesn't he? Good for him. Um, well, he gets accosted again. <laughs> yeah. Dylan, Dylan's looking unashamed. Oh, yeah. The, 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 uh, and then, yeah, and then Liam is smart and gets away from well, the hang- situation by smashing the fire escape. Yeah, Mason's like, Ugh! and then Liam goes, beep, 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 beep. and then the fire alarm goes, ding-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling. And then Crawshaw goes, rah, 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 rah. and Dev comes in and he probably makes a whole load of sound effects because that's his thing. Um, Get out. Mason makes sure that Crawshaw knows that Liam was the one what smashed the fire alarm Do you thingy. think everyone should get to break one in their lives? I'd re- it, they're so tempting, aren't they? Do you think you hurt yourself? No, they're just little buttons that press in. I thought you smash it. No, you don't. I thought you had to smash it to break it. I think modern ones these days just kind oh. of press in and fold. Well, I don't can't be bothered then. I'm not going to bother. I'd really if like to. If there's a real to. fire, I'll just tell everybody. That's, that's on my bucket okay, list. Fire. Smashing a fire call point. Oh, well, if only Jim will fix it, we're still around. I fired a fire hydrant now. I had some training for that a few years ago. That was a lot of fun. You would have been one of those kids that wasted their wish on something really lame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I um, also got molested, but we don't talk about that anymore. Um, not so, since the documentaries. No. It's old hat now. Um... Maria gets a call from school again and scurries off to go and talk to probably Orla, who's on the phone as well, and says, uh, and this is where Daniel talks to Gary about bullying odds online as well. Mr. Crawshaw's uh, like, oh, are you the MILF everyone's talking about? <laughs> um, they they go and, uh, no, Liam comes home eventually and Gary and Maria are like, oh, come here, you. What have you been up to? What, what's, what's happened here? They soon twig that there are some bullies making his life Somewhat difficult, but he doesn't want to talk about well, they, it. They already knew that, though, because they didn't they? Um, Is that I what did, Mrs. Crawshaw mm, tells them? I thought that that she told. Oh, uh, Mrs. Crawshaw that tells. Liam was the one that broke the fire alarm. Mrs. Crawshaw might have told them. I don't know. And she then, didn't know and that then he's Daniel's like, 
Oh, <laughs> Mrs. Crawshaw going, your son's being bullied. Sorry, there's nothing we can do about it. Can, can oh, you yeah, sort sorry, it yeah. out? <laughs> Look, We're a little understaffed here at the moment. I don't know whether you've noticed <laughs> when you come to parents' <laughs> evening and I like to dash me. around 20 tables in the hall. <laughs> Daniel, come back. All this forget. They're going to get Nikki back, useless TA, aren't they? The, anybody will do. What, the one Ken? that tried to kidnap everybody? Hmm? Did she? No, who's the one, who's the, who was the TA that was Hope's half-sister? Oh, Jade. Get Jade back, get Ken back. Oh, what about that one? Get Brian back. No, they do have another member of staff, didn't they? Because do you remember when Evelyn and Bernie, was it, locked themselves in the school yeah. the other the other well, year? Well, they're practically staff now. There we go. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so anyway, um, Jake, Liam says, um, I don't want to talk about it. And he gets into his room and, and Jake makes a, a little appearance to say, Mason has, Susan Mason's texted me to say that he wants to meet you behind the science block tomorrow. And Liam thinks it's a trap and says, look, don't, don't respond to him. I ain't doing that. Um, I don't get beaten up. Yeah. And um, while Maria is deci- is going the sensible route of trying to um, solve this problem by reading the school's anti-bullying policy on their website and deciding that the best course of action is to march up and have a word with Mrs. Crawshaw. Gary's tactic, on the other hand, is to tell Liam... It basically, like, he says, when I was younger... I, but all the, the what was it? Bullies used to understand... The only thing that bullies understood was violence. Oh, hang on a minute. And then they said... No. No, and then they said, were you bullied? And he's like, don't be soft. Look at me, I'm well odd. <laughs> he's like, yeah, bullies only understood violence. Um, but don't you use violence. So and Liam all, Liam's goes and escape. says, think I'm going to use violence. <laughs> I shall meet up with um, text, text Mason. Him. You tell him the date is on. You text him, there'll be a duel at sunrise mm. behind the science block. Yes, the only block we have at school, which is the... Uh, the Tony, well, no, that's not the Tony Warren no. building, is it? It's the, uh, the Victoria name. Victoria Lodge. It's called, right. isn't it? Um, it's the it's the where they get the post. Se- semi in- interested in seeing what happens. Do you think it feels like Liam's going to maybe cause Mason some harm? Maybe Mason. Maybe we hurt Mason, and then May- he'll get in trouble. That, that's just what I'm thinking. And I- then Gary will be like, "Oh, did say? Didn't I say?" Yeah. And and um, maybe or, Maria will see it because she's there having a meeting. Or does does like um, Mason send Dylan in? And uh, that that seems to me oh, yeah. that the sort of thing that he might so do is say, "Well, you do it." D- Dylan literally is his lackey now, isn't yeah. he? You go and beat him up, and then you got these two kids Ooh. that used to be friends, and then Dylan's... It's like uh, Spock versus um, what's his face, Captain Kirk. Yes, exactly. Which one's which? Um, As a star, non-Star Trek fan, I couldn't say. Ah, oh, I think Liam might be Spock because I think Dylan's a bit, a bit bulkier. He's a bit more shatnery. Yeah, but they're both, they're both. I think doesn't doesn't um, doesn't Kirk get all the alien ladies? He is a bit of a goer. Yeah. Yeah, but um, well, Dylan I got that like girl a few months ago, didn't That's he? That's true. Um, yeah, so I, I, yeah, I'm gonna, gonna go I, I, I know nothing about what's gonna happen, but I think that that might make if I was if I was writing it, I'd have oh, I'd you, have Dylan you? face up against Liam, and 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 they'd cry. Yeah, and then and then because Mason is he, he in that he'd just be able to stand back and say nothing to do with me. Wasn't me, Mrs. Crawshaw. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mm. Nice that the issue of bullying is being highlighted, but it it felt to me like there it was too kid heavy 
again this week. We had the Ruby stuff, a little bit of Ruby stuff, to be fair, that's not much. But Joseph, Liam, I, I want to see more grown-up storylines. Um, I think that they're doing a decent job with it, I suppose, but not not really for me. Cass and the Cass Lass. And the lass. On Monday. Nail drama. Cassie goes to the shop, tries to get back on Evelyn's good side, but she's not really having it. Tyrone tells Evelyn that Fizz is off to Italy. Yeah, she's uh, Angelique's her... giving her a special holiday, isn't she? I forgot that Angelique was the one that... She was the one that was going out or was... Well, no, she was she just business partners with she her, was wasn't she? She was business partners. I forgot that she was involved in this. I forgot that she was involved in this. I thought... But was this not down to Steve? I'm, Stephen, I'm surprised that it's still going after he... I don't remember. Fizz is obviously doing a very good job. Well, she's so good. She's going to Italy and um, that... And Evelyn says that Tyrone should go with her. And he's like, oh, I couldn't possibly. Oh, I just thought, is this um, is this explaining Alan Halsall's um, leg thing? Oh. I didn't even notice that until this very second. No, I forgot he even had it. Because yeah. he was going to go on I'm a Celebrity. He was going to do I'm a Celebrity, wasn't he? And now he's going to go to Italy for eight weeks, probably. Oh, how long <laughs> does it take to fix? Because I know he's back filming now, because we've seen some pictures of him just recently. Um, anyway, they're going to Italy. He's at nice G- if you can get this it. This is going to Italy. Uh, later on, Evelyn goes to see Roy in the cafe, because she needs to move into number nine. She needs to move into number nine to look after the kids, because yeah. Tyrone's like, so long, girls. But he needs to move in someone else. Hmm? She's... It's, it's a happy coincidence, because he needs someone to move in with him, doesn't he? Um... Nina. Nina's moving back. Yes. yes. Nina is moving, wants to move back in yeah, because right. she's broken up with Ash. Yes, yes, yes. Correct. I knew that was a reason. Um, she goes back to number nine and tells Cassie, Cassie yeah. that Terry might be getting a custodial sentence for animal cruelty and breeding dogs without a licence. Illegal puppy farming. Illegal puppy farming. Also, I'm moving back in. Cassie's not impressed with this. Kevin, Tyrone comes in mad because Evelyn's gone behind his back and asked Kevin if he can have time off. But it turns out it's just so he can go to Italy. And he says, how can blah, blah, blah. Oh, I can't go. And she says, yes, you can. Yeah, just go. Just go, Tyrone. Don't build up all these excuses. Just go. Everyone else does. On Wednesday, Cassie's giving Ruby nail extensions. Oh, this is quite fun. She says they're allowed at school, honestly. And Cassie, Did Cassie believes really, her. really believe that? <laughs> really? I, can't, I don't think she's that dense. Evelyn, I think she's happy to... She's happy to have something to bond with well, Ruby over, to, basically. I think she's a bit of a rebel. So and they did look quite cool on her. Evelyn comes in and has a moan at Cassie for not having sending Ruby to school yet. And she hasn't even done her lunchbox. And then... <laughs> Um, she also asks uh, when Cassie says I haven't done it yet and then Evelyn says she's going to make it and Cassie's like can you make me lunch as well please thank you and then they start going out on each other because Cassie took all the stolen money and she gave it to a dog charity mm. should have given it to Ed why? I don't understand why she didn't keep it she's a good one she's not though is a she? a heart of gold Evelyn diamond a, in the rough has a lecture to Cassie because she's after looking after the girls not you then she gets a call from school about the fact that... That poor woman at school. I know there are two different schools. But she's been phoning up everyone on the street this week. Oh, can you imagine how... need to set up a little mobile like office there. To work in an office of a school and like have a list. Right, I've got a fair. This would have been what it... Like, this is what my school was like when I was, when I was a kid. 
a bit of like, hello, is that Mrs. Smith? Yes, your your daughter's got the wrong hair hair tie, I'm afraid. We're only allowed navy, black, white or beige, and they had a red one, so that's a detention. D- hello, d- this yeah, is, um, this you, is what... your daughter had her socks rolled, not folded, so that's another detention. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, your daughter's... Um, Skirt was an inch higher than her knees, so that's another detention. Expulsion, permanent record. Her pee this, knickers were not navy, so... This again. is what didn't quite sit right with me. Eve, Ruby comes back to school after, you know, enjoying being Miss Popular, doesn't she? And she says, oh, I got a detention, but it was worth it. Sorry, she's in year six. I, what, what's, I, don't, I do not believe, I don't believe that a primary school would give a year six girl a detention... For having fake nails, no, they just on. rip them off. You just you. What do you do? Do do you not have that happen? I, I I don't have children coming in with fake nails. Sometimes they have nail varnish, and I always say get that off by tomorrow. Um, but I, I you wouldn't get a detention. You wouldn't. Don't, I know that people get funny about this. You stuff don't. Detention's not like, really even a thing at primary school, is it? I know it's that people don't like it when you know children have really strict. Um, uniform yeah. requirements but I really think it's I think it's good because it's one of those things that if you can't follow that basic rule that's very simple you're in for a world of trouble when you get to be an adult and there are many rules that you have to follow that don't make sense and you don't agree with but you've got to learn when you're young to follow the rules also it helps people blend in because not everyone's parents can afford fancy nail varnish or nail extensions or nice fancy shoes Oh no, I, I'm definitely a, I'm a supporter of uniform. I think both of, of us agree with, agree with it, but I know a lot of people don't. I, yeah, I, I like even I, you know, I dress smartly for school. You do. You wear I'm ties. always in a shirt and tie. I'm the the lone tie wearer of the school. Mm-hmm. Um, Nerd. I I do, if somebody had come into, I mean, I don't think it would happen at my school, but if somebody came in with that, we'd say, "What's that?" We'd probably phone parents to say, "Can you make sure they go off, please?" But nail uh, detention, no. Yeah, you just not really. It's just not. It's just not. Anyway, you you think that the you know the child isn't responsible enough or to know. Uh, well, the child is not. The child is not the res- responsible for their own uniform, is it? It's the parents. Yeah. Anyway, um, she gets in trouble about it, and Evelyn says, "I'll have a word with her," and then she has to go at Cassie because she's gullible for letting Ruby think that. Ruby telling her that she's allowed them. Mm. Cassie's helping Ruby take her nails off, and Ruby's like, "Yeah, everyone loved me. Oh, I want to be popular." And Cassie says, "Well, I was. I, it was rough for me, but I, I broke the rules trying to be popular. But then it just led to more trouble." I thought that was quite a nice scene. She's just having a nice little bonding sesh with our Rubes, isn't she? Yeah, and Evelyn's listening in, like, "Oh, that's good." Yeah, that she's. Bonding. Yeah, I, I enjoyed and she's that. She's not been naughty. Yeah, they they had a nice little makeup scene. I was getting fairly weary of the 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 bickering that was going on between them, so that was quite nice at the end. I think wasn't this the the last scene of this story? Cassie pulling out Evelyn's granny pants from the wash, and they'd been mixed up with something red, so they'd gone pink. Did you yeah. see that? Yeah, that was that was that and, was kind and of... Evelyn tells Cassie she did a good job, but not with the laundry. Yeah. Um, finally, this week. We have got the Twinina storyline. Artie's been discharged. He doesn't have carbon monoxide poisoning. That's old news. Bring on the Lyme disease. Get out, Artie. We need a bed for somebody else now. Dev um, says, look, you come back home. You can't live in that skanky flat any longer. Nina's split up from Asher. It's just going to be the clan Alahan now. 
Everybody's Come moving houses again. Yeah, it's house swap once more. Um, there's. Um, it's like in what hermit crabs do when they are gonna, when they. Um, <laughs> oh, did you see the video? When you know a hermit crab lives in a different different yeah, yeah, yeah. shells and different things, and apparently a hermit crab, if it finds an empty shell but it's not the right size, it Ooh, just it's shell shock. <laughs> it just chills and waits. For another crab to come, and then they end up. Loads of them all coming together with different size shells, and then they all line up and go whoop in and out. I do a shell swap. Yeah, they do. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, um, that's what Coronation Street characters did this week. Basically, all, all that happens in this story. Yeah, Nina goes to live with Roy. Asha helps Ardy to clean up the flat. Discovers, no, this is when Ardy discovers his um, the bracelet that he bought her for the birthday, wasn't that's it? And he's right. like, how, how did this get? Here? Did you see? So, you I, must have been here when I was dying. I I think that... He, Why, how would you miss you dropped your massive chunky bracelet? It wasn't like it was a little bracelet. It was like a massive... It was like a She-Ra, like, gauntlet of power. Yeah, it was a little bit. I think that Ardy was a bit out of order. Yes, I know she's being trained to be a paramedic, but he, he was he was unconscious on his sofa. He was still Drunk. breathing. There were beer cans around. She was knocked off at him. I don't blame her whatsoever well, for thinking <laughs> he just had one too many. He's just um he's just using it as a yeah, basically. It was just it was just a reason for the pair to have a little conflict and have a bit of extra drama for Monday's episode. But you know what? They made up at the end and uh, and everything was cool with them. Pretty much, I think. Um, that was basically it, wasn't it? They, uh, Ardy's, Ardy's kind of saying to Asha, look, you don't, don't, just because you missed that I was nearly dead on the sofa, it doesn't mean you shouldn't be a paramedic anymore because she starts worrying about this. And he's like... Um, yeah, they just they just end up having a nice scene with him saying, "I think I'm going to go and go to the shop and maybe see Amy." And she says, "You're such a loser for not making the moves on her so far." So I guess the next time this story comes back in, we will finally have that Ardy and Amy reunion You've that all has been, been waiting for. All been waiting for has been teased for many months. Hope so. I think they'll be nice together. But that's it. That was this week's coronation. I, I enjoyed speaking about that with you, even though we didn't have, you know, the the big talking point this week was. Aren't American fridges great? And when that's yeah. the main talking point of a week of Coronation Street, you know you've not got a, a classic there. Um, I, I, what are you thinking of for rating for this week? <laughs> I, I, I'm, it's going to be a low one for me. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I didn't dislike it as much as you did. I, I was just watching it this week, and I, I just no, nothing, nothing. At all, really. I thought it was all just average. There was nothing that really caught my attention, but I thought a lot of it was was fine. I I think it was fine. It was a fine week. I'm going to give it three oversized fridges. American (laughs) fridge freezers. I think three is is a good average, but it was... It was almost offensively average for me because there were Mm. bits where I think, oh, they're trying to make me excited here. Like, I'm supposed to feel... Oh God! What's going to happen with Harvey? What's is Adam going to be okay? Oh Lauren! Oh the poor girl! The the drama, the trauma that she must be going through. Oh, I wonder what this mystery is. Oh no, Lyme disease! Who gonna? Uh, there was so much where I think yeah, they were trying to make me care about it more than I actually did, and for that, um, I'm thinking I'm going to go lower. I was, I was earlier thinking of two, but you're right. I don't think it was so bad that it was down there. Um, I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna give it two and a half 
uh, price stickers on Dev's chest out of five. Um, Who's the character of the week? Good question. Fridge freezer. Good question. Um, I don't know. It's really tough because uh, Gemma was one of the main characters and so was Chesney. Mm. And and then you've got, you know, Damon and Adam and uh, Sarah. Uh, yeah. None of them. Lauren? No. Gav? Gav was in it. Gav, Gav was Gav in it. His, Therefore, you character of the week. You could have given it two and a half of Gav's condoms. I don't know exactly who I'm going to hey. give this. What? Badass. Badass? Yeah. Badass is my character of the week. Her hair is so cute. She was in three scenes maximum, but she, she owned them all. Yeah. And, and she told us all about what Lyme disease is. We would never know. Just, just for that, it could have been Shona for think, initiating that exchange. But. Do you think when they told King Charles III, our current reigning monarch, mm. that he has an enlarged Thanks, prostate, yeah. that it was Dr. Gaddis that came and explained to him what that is? I, I want, yeah. I'd have an enlarged prostate she should be, if I knew that, if I thought that Dr. Gaddis would be the one. She should me. be the, who's the, oh, the, who's the surgeon, the royal, the royal surgeon or whatever, the doctor, that's who she should be. Mm. She tell you who we could have used her during COVID. She could have done the slides. Yeah, she would have been great. Everyone would be like, "It's fine. It's under control. Oh, I'm not worried at all." Give Christine Mackey how a many, proper contract. How Bring many her... people died today? Oh, I don't mind. It's okay. She said it's all right. It'll be all right <laughs> in the end. Who's your character of the week? Doctor Get No. Uh, you Gav. can't. Gav. Gaddis and Gav. <sighs> awesome. Maybe. Please do better next week, Corey. Yeah. But I, like I said, there from. There's the the story's just. I, I need there to be some kind of mate. I need an ultimate mega twist of something to kickstart the year, because if what if we've got is the bullying, the the Lauren, the the Gemma, the even. I saw somebody. Let's have some more maybe Daisy. Would that help make the week that make those the, the year better? Get a bit of Jenny in. I saw somebody saying that they wonder whether Joel is Lauren's secret boyfriend. Maybe, but is that that exciting? Is he really secretly evil? That would make an interesting... If to, if Joel is Lauren's secret boyfriend, for the love of Coronation Street, don't tell us beforehand. For the love of Tony Warren. Don't say, just have it be revealed so that we can at least go... What? Hmm. Rather than just like, yes, we know, we saw it on the front of a TV guide. Um, well, surely, surely, mm. surely next week. Yeah. If we don't know who Lauren's mystery man is, I'm going to be marching up to Manchester myself next week and rapping on McLeod's door and saying, just tell us for heaven's sake, they've, who is the new producer of Coronation Street? And also, what about Lauren's uh, boyfriend? They've circulated photos of you around Media City. You're not going within the... <laughs> They're not letting me in, are they? Nope. Do not do not allow this, do not allow this these... man access. And then there's, there's, a pic, there's a picture of a question mark and it's Gemma. Don't know what she looks like, but... <laughs> Right, um, that is it for this week's Street Talk. That was kind of fun to discuss, despite the week not being the most inspiring. But tell you what, we've what? got some news coming up. We've got news for and you. Look, we've got some news that I don't think I've seen reported anywhere else. <gasps> exclusive. Well. exclusive! Exclusive! Thank you very much, Rebecca. Let's get on. 
So the cabin, Gemma. Um, yeah, thank you to Rebecca who sent us this hot off the press news item that I haven't seen reported anywhere else, although I don't go looking for things like this too much. But there is a new Coronation Street book coming out later this year, and it ain't one of those Maggie Sullivan ones. Although um, I think it's only about a month or so until the her next one comes out. But this is this is sounding a little bit different, isn't it? Do you wanna do you wanna say a little bit about what's coming out? Well, later we don't this actually year? know who's written this, do we? So it might have been Maggie Sullivan. I don't, I don't, no, no, this is, this doesn't sound like a Maggie Sullivan. She's more of a novelist. This, this is The Street of Lies, an official Coronation Street interactive novel. Interactive novel, yeah. So this is, um, choose, your own adventure. choose your own adventure story. It's Coronation definitely a book. It's amazing. It's not, it says interactive novel like it's some kind of computer game, but it, it's definitely a book. Good, because they can't top Betty's hot pot mystery. So mystery what's, of- what's the point of even trying? This is like one of the yeah, choose your own adventure, which I I used to I can't say I didn't used to love. I loved I, choose I had your own a adventure. Few. Who listen? Who didn't do those books with your finger on the page you just come from? You big cheek. You have to. I I had some um, nightmare ones. You remember nightmare yeah. on children's ITV? Brilliant. And they had some books of that. There were like five or six <sighs> of them. them. And me and my dad I was used obsessed with them. I was. We were. Obs- I have. You know. Okay. You always you know what I'm like. Yeah. Um. I I have uh, obsessed with narrow things I mean narrow, narrow interests yes and my, my little nightmare books yeah my dad and I used to map out we got these huge bits of paper and we made like spider diagrams all the way through them and if you go here you get your good ending and this way no you don't go that way because there's a dragon there and and we had those for all our nightmare books I think my dad was a bit of a nerd at heart as well there. I think yeah um, he's but, made more money from being a nerd than you have this is true um, but yeah so brilliant so this book's coming out on the 24th of October according to Amazon and the listings there, 304 pages. Um, choose your own Coronation Street adventure. This is what we said when we were talking about. We did a Patreon once about what we wanted Cory to do. Was it for the 60th I anniversary? Think- and I, and either me or you, I don't remember, said do one of those because this is when the Bandersnatch yeah. um, Black Mirror episode came onto Netflix and we that was the hot thing. And uh, we wanted them to do that for Coronation Street. We knew they wouldn't, but an actual in your hand interactive novel of Coronation Street sounds brilliant, but. The weird thing about it is, mm. it's set in 1983. <laughs> yeah, so if pe- I, I, I expect a few people listening will go, oh, I'm not actually interested now. But other people might be brilliant. 1983, I don't want an interactive novel to find out what Brian Packham's getting up to. And... Who buried the broad beans? <laughs> no, this is, um, this is 1983, prime Coronation Street gold. Let's, let's just see what the press release has got. November 1983. Yeah, very specific. November 1983, a series of poison pen letters has been delivered to various occupants of the properties of Coronation Street. Each missive threatens to expose a past scandal or spread an unsavoury rumour. But are the letters from a current resident, a recently departed local or a complete outsider and what is the motive linking them all I love this, this is brilliant well this is where you come in step into the shoes of a police constable several years into your career to solve the case up for the challenge your job is to determine the course of the story and make the right choices if you can crack this your sergeant is sure to recommend that you ascend to the rank of detective that's just one snag he doesn't think the case merits anything more than a cursory investigation, and not by a newcomer like you. Will you solve the bottom of his mystery? Will you prove your worth? Your task is to make the right choices, solve the case, and, most tricky of all, stay undercover. Good luck. Solve the bottom of his mystery? Yes. That's um, not a phrase. So, 
I love this. I don't know why November 1983 is what they've gone for. I said to you the other day that they should have picked the era that Corey was off the air for a bit, you know, when they had the strikes. Yeah. And, and then it went off for a bit. And then we got this gap that hasn't been filled. Uh, but the, back in... I have done a bit of research for this. So November 1983, the Graffiti Club had just opened. So that's the nightclub where the medical centre is now. So there could be all manner of things going on there. The, the story then was that everybody thought it was a bit of a nuisance or the noise that it was making. But because it was... And because it was owned by Mike Baldwin, Ken took the opportunity to completely slag it off in the paper. Um Curly had just moved in with Emily in November 1983. Eddie and Marion got married, the Yates's. Um, Stan realised he's three years older than he thought. Tell you what, things were tamer back in the day, weren't they? Nobody's got any serious illnesses. Nobody's in a, having a death-defying stunt. We just got Stan realising that he was three years older than he thought he was. And Percy wants Randy the Budgie to mate with Harriet the Budgie. So... It feels like maybe there was some untold stories in November 1983 that are going to get captured by this book. I'm well, loving this. This so, is brilliant. So, coronationstreet.fandom.com. You can just call it Coripedia. I'm not. That wouldn't be properly credited in it, then, would it? Um, they don't mind. Lists Coronation Street as one of uh, 1983 as one of Coronation Street's most tumultuous years. Well, it, to it, date. 19, if you think you know 1983 and Coronation Street, straight away my mind goes to the Mike Deirdre Ken Love Triangle, but that was back at the beginning of '83. Right, it's, I'll give you I'll give you some of the major characters in order of most appeared. Okay, yeah. so who who are we likely who are we to be choosing about? an adventure about? Bet Lynch, Fred G, Deirdre Barlow. Vera Duckworth, Elsie Tanner, Bertie Turpin. Bertie, Bertie Turpin, you Betty just Turpin, said. Bertie Turpin, Alf Roberts, Eddie Yates, Ivy Tilsley, Hilda Ogden, Mike Barlow, Ken Barlow, Mike, Mike Baldwin, Ken Barlow, Rita, Mavis, Ryan, Classics Gale, all, Stan, apart from Fred G, maybe. Annie. This yeah. was Annie's Annie Walker's final year... I think that um, that the the Deirdre, Mike, and Ken affair was like the big story at the beginning of the year. Len was killed off screen because of the drama with his. Or was he? Maybe that's the mystery with his character. Um, this, yeah, basically, this was this is brilliant. This is prime Corrie Gold kind of era. Yeah, um, I I love the eighties the on Corrie. All of and, those. Um, I can't wait to see what's going. I wonder how much. I wonder how it's going to be integrated into what happened because if it is too much, it's very much alien. No, you can't. Re this isn't going to be canon, is it? I don't think that they're going to say this was happening off screen. Oh, okay. So no, but it, I, I would be interested to see if it does incorporate what was going on. I mean, the graffiti clubs opening seems like the most logical um, place to hook it about. yeah to hook it about, I suppose. Otherwise, why choose this one particular? But um, I, I just can't wait. I can't wait. I'm going to go through it all. Surely there's an episode of a podcast to be made where we go through go yes. through the books. So there, there's a there's a bonus. Yeah, we're going to ruin it for everybody. I love this. I hope we get an early copy of this. We, we need to get in touch with the publisher. Um, anyway, October the when did I say twenty fourth? This is out. Put it on your Christmas card list or the or that of a Corrie loving friend or family. Your Christmas card list. Oh no, Christmas presents list. The book, a Christmas card. Yes. Um, that's it. That's it. I'm just. Thank that's you very much, Rebecca. News, thank not you, Rebecca. The news. That's amazing. I'm excited. Um, no, we've also. It's a fairly slow news week after that. After last week's mammoth news of Ian McLeod executive producerdom. But no, I, I I put this one in because I thought it was kind of interesting. Tracy Shaw. She's she's got herself an acting role again. Her IMDb is very very empty. She has not done 
whole lot of TV or off screen work at least since leaving Coronation Street. But if you miss a face on your box, then you might want to check out coming of age music drama Finding My Voice, which is now in post production. Um, there you go. I haven't got any information and about it because played... I forgot to write it down. She's playing a character in it. She played Maxine. Oh, Maxine, Maxine, yeah. She's... I think this is great. I love Tracy Shaw. She's, she's ace. Yeah, she's I, great. I love Maxine. So... She's going to be in something else. Sorry, I just wanted to fill the news out because I didn't think we could have a whole cabin based around the fact that there's a new book coming. But um, we will take this opportunity to warn you that there is Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, Corrie, next week. I guess, I guess it's football. I don't know. Tuesday episode, Gemma, is nine o'clock. All right, so we've got Monday and Wednesday at normal time. Tuesday mm. is going to be nine till ten, so it's going to be a late street is talk it shorts be sexy? for us. Oh yeah, probably, probably going to be a sexy episode. I don't know what that's going to mean for the bonus podcast next week because I, I don't know. Do we record the normal one on Thursday? Do we record the bonus on Thursday? Who knows? We will discuss this, and you'll do just you get have another to wait Friday off. Well, if we record on Thursday, we do. I like but that, having but, a Friday off, but we need to do a bonus podcast next week. How are we going to do that? I don't know. Um, that's the that that's basically it for the news, isn't it? Ooh, uh, new books coming out! Yay! Yay! Feedback time. Oh, also, oh. good luck, Claire Sweeney. You're putting your skates on this weekend and having a bit of a dance about the ice. Hope you can you, do it, girl. Hope you don't have any prior following the steps. Yeah, Ellie Leach has set the expectation for Coronation Street on very um, high on 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 celebrity doing Win it. talented things. Programs. Come home of, with your shield or on it. Yeah. Right, are you ready for some feedback, Gemma? Is it about my performance this year? No. Oh, okay then, yeah. But I did, I thank you for the people that liked some of our predictions and stuff well, in this week's episode. Y- you did a much better job than I did, oh my God. I'm going to say, I think I put a little bit more time into... I took ages to do that. Did you? I know it doesn't sound like I did. <laughs> it's, I, oh no, it was, it was a diff- it's a difficult year to do predictions for, I think. But um, I, th- I think we both did good jobs. I think we, I think we did it. I, put I wish that we could have read more of our effort of... into my stuff, just because not... it came out rubbish. <laughs> we did. We we we've had a few more um, come through since then. We had um, DOKC699 send us some storyline ideas, didn't we? Which were fun to read. There was one about. Um, there was one a little bit more about the Hope and Sam story romancing, and, the, and it ended up with Mason getting stabbed, which which sounds excellent. There, oh, there, there was also a um, Gemma and Alex romance prediction. Yeah. I mean, you know, Gemma's you know. possibly given up on Chesney now, She's so you know that's going to happen. And there was one where Craig gets hit by a car, so I'm um, not, not going to say no to that, but I wasn't sure about the twist of down. he wakes up afterwards. But yeah, thank you for sending that. Send, send him in, let us know what you think is going to happen. Um, we did the average score. We can do the average score, yeah. 3.41 for last week's Coronation Street, and that included four big bad sausages and a Bradford chippy with Zayn Malik, which is what Judith suggested. Um, Jack said two and a half pinched bananas and Hill um, three empowering pep talks from the forgotten wave of feminism. Thanks, everybody. If you would like to vote in our poll, go on Facebook. I put them up on Saturday mornings. Um, we got a comment on our Facebook, uh, not Facebook, um, Podbean this, uh, today, didn't we, for the first time in seven months, from, this is an interesting username, crash hyphen brackets cat, no, yeah, bracket, one, I'll say that again. Crash Cat, once off Mama Bear. Yeah, that's the name. What What do you want? I'm so grateful I found this podcast, they say. I'm from Canada, but I watch live always in the UK when it's on because I've got access to it. And I'm ahead in Canada, <laughs> so thank you very much because I love talking about Coronation Street. Thank you very much. I yeah. hope you like listening too. I hope so. I, I don't know how many people still listen on the Podbean app. You can do and you can put comments there. 
Just you like can. A, you can put comments. You can all put over comments the place wherever you them. fancy. And like maybe that horrible one on Amazon. Maybe we will see. Do we got a horrible one? Oh yeah, on do you remember that's why everybody reviewed us because they were like. Oh, yes. Michael's stupid. Yes, and yeah. And Gemma's something else. Speaking of reviews, I, I don't know whether we're saying it clearly enough each week, but if you haven't reviewed us on iTunes yet, please, can like you review us, us on iTunes? Give us a nice five-star review. It'd be nice if you could give us a high very, Because we do work really hard, and even really, if, Michael, really if I even have, don't do as much as Michael, I still try. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um, you made me feel bad now. No. I sat down to that several times, I thought about that, and that's as good as I could get. Bloody hell, now I know how hard it is to work on Coronation Street. <laughs> um, so... We, we have had um, a request um, just through the email today, or was it yesterday? I can't remember. And I'm sure that there's other people in the US who are wondering about this as well. But Hadley was the one that cried out to us in need about the Hulu situation, because it sounded a bit rubbish over there, isn't it? Corrie stopped showing on Hulu. Um, Hadley says, in the US, Corrie's been streaming two weeks behind on Hulu for the past few years. But about a week ago, the upcoming episode stopped showing up. And now no episodes are showing up either. Um, You're missing so much drama. So much, so much. You, you, you don't only... need to watch it, just listen to us. Do we have any news on this, says Hadley? What's going on? Um, well, I, 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 all, I've, all I have done is been able to search around other people talking about this. This person said this. a very sad, coriless listener in Washington, D.C. <gasps> is it Joe Biden? Is it Jill Biden? Oh, maybe. Maybe it is. Um, right, so what I've been able to find out about this, I, by, by expert sleuthing on the um, Curry subreddit, is somebody was in contact with uh, with a rep over at Hulu who said that it's like a licensing issue. So I think when companies, not companies, or broadcasters buy episodes or, or get the rights to stream Coronation Street, and I assume other programmes as well, they're told, well, you, you know, you've got a licence until X date. And unless they, you know, keep their finger on the poles and pay attention, they might accidentally run out. And, and that seems to have been the case here. So as far as this person on Reddit has found out... Um, they Hulu do will still carry. Yeah, they are absolutely. It. It, it, it'll come. Unfortunately, it's just a case of waiting and seeing. Um, sometimes that happens on ITVX with the classic episodes as well for some reason. Um, oh, but I haven't seen it yet. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. Apparently, um, Alison King's first appearance, but not playing Carla, was on Classic Coronation Street this week, where she played the uh, the, 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 the desperate housewife that Jason tried to seduce. I'm looking forward to seeing that. But anyway, Hadley and other US listeners, do not despair. You'll just have to wait a little bit longer to see the exciting drama of um, who's Lauren's mystery caller. And we don't know that yet. Lyme disease. Yeah, you don't know about Lyme disease you... yet, but you're going to find out. Well, I hope that nobody in the US goes saying, I've got a tick. Um, nothing so, wrong with that. I'll just, just leave it on here, Why I think. Why would I stop him having a good time? Yeah. For this, uh, and, and you know, never mind their CO2. See, not, I keep wanting to see CO2. It's just CO, isn't it? Carbon monoxide monitors. They're just going to be going, breathing it in, breathing it in. Come on, we need courage to tell us how to live our lives safely. Um, hope you get that fixed soon over in America. Now, Gemma, do you want to do this next one? This next one is from a listener, Michael. Have Michael we had we had one from a Michael before? I really I don't, don't know. So. Says, loving the pod so much. Thank you and keep them coming. I started listening a few months back. I don't miss one now. Oh, that's nice. That's very nice. New listener. New listener. I don't think I've Review us on iTunes, Michael. An episode in over 25 years of Coronation Street. <laughs> yeah, not the podcast. <laughs> but one thing has been bugging me, and I hope you may be able to bring it up on a future pod. 
Is it just me or has Gary Windass got away with the whole Rick burial situation? Maybe I just forgot, but I don't recall any consequences of note and he's now become a bit of a pointless character again. If I've not missed anything, it sounds strange he just got away with it. Just a thought. Um, I agree with you, Michael. I've been saying this for ages. He, 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 didn't, he did get away with it, but everybody, including this Michael, mm. I'm sitting next to you here, says, oh, but it was self-defence. It wasn't. We don't know that. There's so much... T- you know, we, I don't know if, you, if you're if you a new listener, you might not know, but Charlie DeMello plays Imran. His, mm. We've chatted to him about Cornish Street quite a lot. And one of his dying wishes as Imran was that well, he pre-dying would wishes. confront Gary Windass about dropping the, the roof, on, the roof Rana. on Rana. He got away with that too. Yeah. No, this... That might have come out when that, that whole thing, if, it's sad that I, he never I, got to do that. I, I absolutely believe that Gary killed Rick in self-defence. Um, and... There was a bit of a, a, a tiny bit of a consequence for him in that, you know, everything about Kelly's exit a few years ago, because she, she yeah. found out about it and, and he kind of feared for his life and he had a bit of harrowing drama for a week. And, and I think that was Coronation yeah, because, Street's way of saying, look, there have been consequences, but yeah, they haven't to, really have there. Just to remind everyone that Kelly was Rick's daughter yeah. and she found out that Gary killed her dad. Yeah, and, and so there was a bit of a comeuppance. But yeah, because she she then got the the heavies to take him into the woods during the day and put a nighttime filter on it, and they built they they did they get him to dig his own grave? I can't remember. Um, but anyway, it, that was basically it. But, but there's still people. Like Maria knows about it. Sarah Louise knows about it. Um, I can't remember if there's anyone else, but I I think it's too. It, it's like nearly five years ago that it happened. Now I. Maybe if Mikey North ever now. wants to leave, they could bring it up again. But I, I think, I think he's totally got away with it, and that's kind of part of the problem when they have these big dramas and like shocker, somebody kills somebody. The more that people get away with it, it doesn't happen much. Well, but Toya. Um, the same thing happened with Callum. What? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Well, Ka- Kylie got away with it, but then she got killed. So yeah, but didn't they smear her after her death and say it was all down to her? And no, 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 they didn't. As no, Corey still think pe- the people of Weatherfield still blame Tony Stewart for that. Okay. Yeah, but um, didn't it? Come, it did come out a little bit. So, so, somebody. somebody knows. I I don't remember who, but that's that's completely I gone. I possibly I, I'm not sure, but no. There's get- a lot of secrets that kind of got kind of farted out silently. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Silent um, the deadly. I I, I I when when we look back at Ian McLeod's tenure of producer. It'd be interesting to say, like, was was it worth it making Gary a villain? Because that was one of his first was, big acts, wasn't was it? it? Was, hmm? I don't remember. Yeah. He came in and he was like, oh, we're going to, you know, I'm going to make Gary a villain. I think, you know, he used to be a bad lad. Next Mike Baldwin. And and he went down this path for a good year or so, didn't they? You know, the roof, the the, the Rick, the, the loan sharkery. Um, I and enjoyed then he's, it. Yeah, we, I, I, you you enjoyed it more than me. I didn't. I, I didn't not enjoy it. it. Um, but once that was all over, after a year or two, he just kind of settled, didn't he? And Michael's absolutely right here. He did become a bit of a pointless character. He's just like a, a partner to he's Maria really and his the arm candy. Yeah, basically. Um, and he's he's had very little to do. I mean, and yes, he's just about involved in the bullying storyline, and it looks like he's going to buy the builder's yard, so maybe he'll have something to do. But I I, I proper rate uh, Mikey North as an actor. I, I've never been really into the character of Gary, although um, you know when we went to see uh, Mikey and uh, Sammy are filming some scenes the other year, 
that that warmed me to him a little bit more. And Mikey is oh, the love, loveliest guy. He is really nice. Yeah, all, all Michaels are lovely. Listener Michael, host Michael, Gary Michael. Michael um, Barrymore. Okay. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, there, there's... I see that I've, I've always said that Maria has been the ultimate pointless character. Now, I don't want to, you know, I'm not slagging off, again, Samia, absolutely lovely lady. Um, but Maria went so many years as a side character, didn't she? She was literally just that girl in the salon who doesn't really get much of a story. You know, occasionally she's having the bits with Tyrone and there was the Tony Stewart, but for for many years she had so few appearances. In fact, she's probably in in the last ten years had she she's increased in um, visibility on the street a little bit more. But yeah, Gary's kind of now paired off with her and they just disappeared off somewhere. So I, I, I think maybe it could be the time for, for them to rise in I prominence. Said, That's what I said in my predictions. Did more you? Gary oh, and yeah, Maria. Yes, you did, didn't you? You did. You're absolutely mm-hmm. right. Well, I mean, you know, maybe. You know, Liam's obviously holding his own stories now. and It is tough watching all these characters that we've kind of grown up with that are similar age to us and not being parents ourselves. Watching them all turning from having their own really interesting storylines to... What's my kid doing? Yeah, well, this is what the the fate that has met David at the yeah. moment, isn't it? That's what he's I was just of. he's just a dad he's at just the moment. Dad, dad to to Max. Yeah, and yeah. Gary and Maria are just dads, a dad and mum, and yeah. It's like oh, it's not really that interesting. No, no. They well, anyway. So um, you never know. There's, I'm sure there's they, there's more ideas that they could. It come should up make with it more interesting when it's a character that you know who's now a parent of another character. I should add to it, but it's, somehow it just diminishes. They just get kind of sidelined. Well, McLeod has very much put the Why focus. Why do you call him McLeod? Um, it, you know, it makes me feel more like. It feels like we're in Highlander. Hmm? Why? Carry on. Uh, no, I was just going to say it makes me feel a bit more like I know a proper serious critic. I use surnames because I'm a bit informal about it. Ian McLeod seems to have squarely turned that camera onto the youth, doesn't it? And it felt like you know when. when the hate crime story came along he came out and said you know we're going to focus more on the teenage cast Mm. and I thought at the time oh okay for a little bit we'll focus more on the teenagers fine but it's never really gone away and ever since that story there's always been well for a lot of the time there's been a teenage centric story going on and I wouldn't I wouldn't be adverse to them easing off that a little bit maybe and and I well, no, said look there's not enough before. old let's, people let's have more stories for the oldies not the oldies just the otherwise we'd be calling ourselves old which we're not um anyway I'm not old I hope that answers your question with a slight bit of waffle Michael thanks do write again um right um Rebecca this week uh whose turn is it am I reading this or are you I think you are what's Rebecca got to say about last week's Corey Rebecca says, first of all, thumbs up to Peter Ash and Dan Brocklebank this week, especially in the scene at the end of Tuesday's episode. It was very emotional. I can understand why Paul wants to end his own life and also on the production side as it must be difficult to a point to betray the latter stages of MND. Love the puppies and great that Cassie saved them. Bobby annoyed me this week oh, for the I mean, first time. So, yeah, Rebecca's, you know, Rebecca, right from the beginning, has been championing Bobby. She's really enjoyed him. But if if even the ardent Bobby fan can be turned uh, turned against him, then you know that something's not going right it's there. It's putting him in a scene with Maureen Lipman that did it. That, oh, And making honestly, her be puppy woman that, wanted... Yeah. 
Is that the worst scene of the year? <laughs> is that the worst scene with Evelyn? I uh, I was speaking to to my colleague at work, who's also a Cory fan, and she's but she's always in a, a few weeks behind. She's catching up with other things, and we were talking today while we make a cup of tea, and she was like, "What?" what? She she hated him as well. She <sighs> she she again said too many jokes, attempted jokes. You know everything that he says, they're trying to make funny, and it's no other character does that. I'm no worried. other human being does that. No. Um, Rebecca says I'm kind of glad Nina and Asher have broken up as much as I like them we're he- it was heading down that path although I do think they will get back together one day I thought Amy and Gav might be good together as give Gav some purpose nah Amy and Ardy I'm all for that I'll give this week three and a half times volunteers were on the backbone of this country we're the backbone of this country out of five <laughs> um, and Nancy finally um, also praising the Paul storyline um, and look, still like us hoping for it to end in an uplifting way um, she loved Hope in the puppy storyline such a scene stealer Nancy says getting one over Cassie and then smiling about it um, looking forward to Linda's return giving this week's episodes three puppy women out of five don't don't mention it. Don't Nancy. say puppy women. That was silly. Character <laughs> of the week was Billy. And that's it for this week's podcast. I quite enjoyed that today. Thought there was a nice little Well it's breezy, easy, short and squeezy, wasn't it? Two hours twenty three minutes. Two hours twenty three, that's a keep short it, in this. Keep week. it that short. No. We People just... got busy lives. No, they love it. They love it. More. Hope, uh, if there's anyway, the the bonus podcast was fairly lengthy this week, wasn't it? For, for a bonus podcast, but um, do go back and check that out if you would like to know what we think is going to happen in 2024, what we'd like to happen in 2024, and all the things that we said would happen last year. Some of which almost kind of semi did. Not going to yeah. say any more Mystic than that. Meg. Not going to say any more than that. Um, Emails Coronation Street at G- Conversation Street at gmail.com. Find us on Podbean conversationstreet.podbean.com that's where you can find all of our bonus episodes and all the things and topics we've covered yes we've, we've I've kind of stopped because it was too much work putting the old ones on YouTube now I'm, I'm sure I'll get back to it at some point but we went for a stage for a few years where every week there would be an old episode put on YouTube didn't we we've, we've almost done all of them all of the old feature discussions and most of the character profiles apart from the ones that are desperately needing an up of an update because they're a current character but uh, yeah there's definitely some stuff over on our blog there that you can't get on YouTube yet but if you want us to earn cash Go and watch it on YouTube because we get money from... Go and watch it on repeat. Yeah, just leave it on a loop. Please put your PC watching it and get your cats to see it. Um, That'd be nice. Or if you want to give us money more directly, (laughs) do it on Patreon. Uh, Every month you get a free bonus... It's not free. You you pay for a bonus episode. (laughs) You say that every time. People say that, they don't know. Every month you get a free episode. It's only five pounds. Only if you save... Yeah, if you're on the five pounds tier. No, it's five pounds. It's four pounds fifty. And it's £8.50 for the top tier. And you get a free gift every year, which and we haven't worked out what that is for this year. Yet. But we previous years yet. have included T-shirts, bags. Water, water bottles, where you've had your own watery moments, thanks to us. Yeah. Um, yeah, and whatever it's going to be this year, I don't know. But the money, um, it all goes to funding our Coronation Street-themed endeavours. Yes, it does. We haven't got any plans to go to Manchester yet this year, but no doubt we will. Hopefully we will, and um, maybe I've got an idea for some interesting bits of merch. Have you? You know what I do. I've forgotten. You have to remind for, me after for, this. But I, I don't think there'll be Patreon. I think there'll be 
Uh, on general sale. On general sale. Interesting. <laughs> a very stupid idea, but uh, <laughs> I forgot about what you said. Um, what else are we on Instagram? We're on YouTube. You, know, you said that one already, haven't you? Have you said everything? I said everything. We're I everywhere. We're everywhere. We're even on we're threads. We're behind you. And we're now about six We've months. We've got a hand in your wallet. On threads, so uh, sorry about that. Yeah, threads. Um, right. Come on. Let's make next week's Coronation Street good, please. There's but only so you. much that I can enjoy criticising it. But thank you, Coronation Street, as always, for making another great week of, of shows, even if we didn't appreciate them. It's still Coronation Street, and it was hard work no matter what. And so thank you, you can't, I do not expect to love it every time, because no. there's so much variety in it that somebody's going to well, love it. Somebody's some... probably living sort of on the edge of their seat for Lauren's mystery. and There's loads, yeah, there's so much variation in what Corey fans like, so no doubt somebody loved this week. Yeah, I I need to, like, I try to make myself stop saying it was rubbish, it was pants, it was boring. And, and I, I want to just say, it wasn't for me this week, or didn't quite didn't quite float my boat, wasn't quite my bag this week. And then that, does that seem less harsh? I don't know. Well... I'm gonna try. I try. I'm trying it already. Um, well, I hope that this hope podcast that floated your floated boat. Your boat. Um, let Enjoy us know if it did. Have Don't a nice weekend. Goodbye. Goodbye. The music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com.